But we have to get our sports back. I'm tired of watching baseball games that are 14 years old. WWE, the great Vince McMahon. Oh, hang on a second. I just had an epiphany. Now, while I wasn't able to cut everyone I wanted to, I have cut a lot of you. Wendell is cut. Rudy is cut. Janie, you're gone. I have kids that depend on me. I like your hustle. That's why it was so hard to cut you. Congratulations. The rest of you made the team. <sighs> Except you, you, and you. They didn't need them. We got a lot of them out, and they didn't need them. Dark day. It's a dark, dark day. Are we gonna get struck for that? Ooh, I don't know. I've played wrestler teams before, and I don't and think we've gotten it. Welcome to the two-hour tribute show to Z True Long Island story, the the Zack Ryder story. He's just a broski in a bottle of fit. You just have to rub him the right way. That's mm-hmm. just the way it is. We still woo woo woo. We still woo woo woo. So we kicking this show off properly. Uh, Fitz, I'm glad I'm glad you're there, but I wasn't quite ready because I was gonna. Um, oh, excuse me, I was away from the mic. I was gonna opine for um, for Zack Ryder a lot, but I mean, we'll pour one out for once deceased homies, of course. Mm-hmm. A libation, puff of all. And even Fitz getting aboard the can train today. He poured himself a little bit of vodka. So proud. Proud. Oh yeah, proud day, proud day. Well, you gotta gotta show respect for the homie. Mm-hmm. It's a sad day. It's a sad day. Um, now nobody is wanting anyone to lose their job, but the following is a list of people I would have fired before Zack Ryder. <laughs> Seth, Seth Rollins, Aaliyah, Seth King uh, King Corbin, um, Humberto Carrillo, Jinder Mahal, um, Lord um, Lord. Them two new Indian lads in NXT, the Head Sinkers or whatever they're called. Yeah. Oh, you mean Altars of Pain Mark 2? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, pretty yeah. much. Hin- Hindu, Hindu share, or whatever they're called. Hindu share would be oh. something really, really weird. Like, <laughs> that'd be a really weird Bollywood interpretation of share music videos. But, um, yeah, not, not fun. Not fun. Mm. Yeah, there's a line here where um, some people, we've always said it to too many people under contract that really they didn't need. Uh, a couple of the people are here a couple of them I can't quite wrap my head around them a couple of people want it out um, I'd like to hear the full story on Rusev well do you know what look the Fink we'll get it to Fink first I mean that's the real horrible stuff here yeah uh, millionaires losing their job it, it pales in comparison to Howard Finkel passing away unfortunately um, that hurt that hurt the day right after all those cuts everyone was a bit upset and then the fink of all people that's horrible shit it's just the extra fucking body blow on top of a really shit week yeah it's um, also context as well you know like as shitty as it is for people to lose their jobs you know you can always get another job you know someone losing their life who's been such an iconic member of of pro wrestling for the last what five decades that's that's a tough one to take like yep um, it's up, it's up he, there with Mean Gene. Like that's that's where. Oh. It, as soon as I heard that, it's just like, oh man, this is just Mean Gene all over again, without yeah. the tragic Hulk Hogan tribute. Mm-hmm. Um, 
Yeah, he was WWE's first employee, Vince's account. I never say Vince tweeted out. Vince's account tweeted out. Um, yeah. Because mm. he, he was there from the WWF days. Um, but when he joined, when Vince took over, whatever, he was the first person that was hired. So, I mean, that's a hell of a, it's a, hell of a run, as they say. Yeah. It's the last the person that he actually announced for a match, Punk, that time where the commentators shat all over him during the whole mm. intro. Survivor Series 2011. Against yeah. Del Rio. Yeah. Um, it was a whole personal ring announcer thing and Michael Cole and whoever else was on commentary was going on about how rusty he was and oh he's going to milk this and all this sort of stuff he was literally getting chants for like there was fink chants the crowd were going nuts he was on the verge of tears and here the commentators were shitting on what was mm, a fucking yeah. great moment I, I lost a lot like I, I was always someone who defended WWE commentary as bad as it even was back then but that like, day was the day that turned me on it so I was like no fuck like that there's moments and there's you know catchphrases and there's kind of words in time almost where you hear JR and you know he's tougher than a two dollar steak or by God stop the damn match. You have all these memories in your head and you've got like Dobbs said the Fink at the at the Royal Rumbles back in the day explaining the rules and introducing people. But the most iconic thing that Fink would always stand in my head even now for watching any sort of combat sports is that when a title change happens and he's announcing the new winner. And the new It's just like you hear the Fink's voice saying that Regardless mm-hmm. of what you're watching That's the iconic moment Or even when you're typing or tweeting about it It's like you're, you're hearing that in his own voice Yeah yep. It's true um, He's the best of all time There's no one that comes anywhere close to him uh, There's a lot of good ones out there But my god even seen a shame that, Seen that photo there this afternoon Fucking oh. nearly broke me again The picture of Make Sure to Pull On Was at Channel 45 at 8pm mm. on Mondays wrestling is on you're like so I'm assuming this, loved it. this is with Tommy Dreamer I'm assuming Fink was in a care home or something like that and they had a sign up I don't know if anyone's seen it Tommy look at Tommy Dreamer's account but there's a sign on the notice board in Fink's room to, to tell whoever's looking after him to turn on Raw at 8 o'clock which is uh, yeah it's a sad one um, um, there was even someone I can't remember who it was somebody saw a tweet I think he might have actually shared it when he that the Somebody said that when they were at shows when they were younger, they, they can remember watching Fink just for how into it he was and how any time there was like even a near fall, he was when he was doing the the ring bell as well. He was holding up the hammer, getting ready. Any time he thought there might be a near fall, it was like they didn't know was it because he was trying to sell it to everyone who might have been paying attention to him, mm-hmm. or was it that he actually didn't know the finish of the match? But it was just it was so real. He was so into it that as soon as he thought it was a near fall, the hammer was getting ready to ring the bell for it and. Now, apparently, he also done that during Hulk Hogan matches, which you're like, come on, Hogan's not losing. There's, there's no need <laughs> for that. Like, but, um, yeah, it's just it, seeing some of the stories that people had out and some of the pictures, it was it, it was a rough day. On top even, of, as I said, the already rough week that, that was going on. Like, Even the likes of Johnny Gargano coming out and uh, Mike Rome coming out as well, that people who obviously looked up to this person as an icon in their industry before they even broke through, before they even kind of put on nappies probably, and they went to introduce themselves backstage at a show, you know, because they're big fans and they wanted to meet him. And he already knew who they were. He introduced himself to them saying, hello, Johnny. You know, these little things, moments that you think, oh, my God, how does he know who I am? And like the world looking at Johnny Gargano thinking, oh, my God, I want to meet him someday. And he's fangirling out about meeting someone so iconic. It's it's touching when someone like that kind of pays attention and knows who you are. Because there's more, so many people that have gone through the system that obviously don't watch the product anymore and can come back and be kind of arrogant and not know anyone or, you know, superstar people. Yeah, Brock. 
<laughs> but like Fink was always iconic. Fink was always a fan. Fink was always kind of someone that you could always talk to and bounce ideas off and be a shoulder to, for support as well. So it's it's a um, shame that uh, he went the way he did really over the last few years. I just got a flashback to the. I can't remember was it on a show or a podcast, but uh, Gallows. Do you ever hear Gallows yeah. doing his Fink impression? Brilliant. Mm. It's. <laughs> I'm gonna have to go back yeah. and listen to that afterwards because it's. I, I saw it on Twitter yesterday as well. People were sharing it. If you haven't seen it, look up Luke Gallows. Was uh, uh, it on Austin's podcast thing. back in the day? No, it was <laughs> Sam Roberts' old radio show, and they did a live show at Many a Weekend or SummerSlam Weekend or whatever. Um, but yeah, he tells a story about um, Howard was running the travel at the time as well because obviously he wore a lot of hats. Um, so Gallows gets a phone call and you know it's telling him where to pick up his car and what hotel he's staying at but he's in full ring announcer voice <laughs> he's, he's like this weekend you'll be wrestling Kane <laughs> <laughs> he, thought, he thought it was someone pranking him yeah and he said at the end of the call um, Fink just goes and watch out for the choke slam <laughs> and then he hung up the phone and Gallows was like what is that real am I on the loop this weekend <laughs> Uh, ah, poor Fink. Uh, sad, sad day. All yeah, the, the old guys are dying years, out now. Last, yeah. like if you look from 2011 to now, fucking hell, that man had a rough couple of years yeah. before that. There's a great picture with uh, the Good Brothers, KO, Cesaro, Seamus, and um, possibly somebody else visiting him. Um, in, and he's in a wheelchair and everything. And that was cool. People were still visiting him. And Kevin Owens was saying that he was asking more about Kevin Owens' family than Kevin was asking about his health. You know, so it was a good dude. He was, he was loved he was loved everybody like I, I, there's one of them people that you know there's often dirt comes out of it people or stories come out I never remember I, I can never remember seeing or hearing nothing bad about Fink just everyone loved him everyone idolised him it's, it's a bad day for wrestling he wasn't bootlegging shirts like Earl Hebner no <laughs> <laughs> no but um yeah and as he said he was just just so iconic and it was uh yeah rough day a rough day indeed rough rough day uh, Rough day for a few other people then. We might as well get into the releases just to lighten the mood, you know. Um, oh, what a week. Um, so there was a big list of people. Uh, producers have been furloughed. Talent have been released. Um, I saw a video that someone ta- had taken from Heath Slater's Instagram to say that he's free from July the 17th. So that would mean it is a standard 90-day release. So at least they're getting uh, they're getting paid. Yeah they're getting their their normal standard release they'll get their monthly checks every month um yeah there's a lot of people here uh drake maverick is one i cannot understand that broke my heart and i do get it in a way but i can't understand how you don't have something to do with a guy who is who is walking entertainment that fella he is fucking hilarious yeah great so much you can do with him he's comedic gold people forget very good wrestler and i'm it's weird they're leaving him do the cruiserweight tournament, but it's a chance for him to remind people that he's well able to wrestle. Although I still think he's in the potentially weaker side of that bracket, but that's a different issue. Mm. But um, yeah, at the end of the day, he'll be in there with he's in there with Nice, and he'll be in there with Kushida, I suppose. So there, there should be two matches where if he can get a bit of offense in and get some stuff in, he might actually put himself in the shop window. Like he's he's going to fucking do well if he was to ever try and do some indies over this side of the Atlantic again. Wherever he lands, he's going to be an asset for whoever. Mm. But uh, yeah, it was, and that video, the video is mm. a rough watch, man. Well, also, uh, you any... said before the the show, Steve, about the the tweet comparing oh. his um, what he did for the company, effectively. 
yeah, somebody put this up. Um, I can't find it on my phone here now at the moment, but Drake Maverick filmed a WWE angle at his actual real life wedding. And it was, yeah. and it was something like, the game doesn't care about you. Yeah, you know? sure, he done all the 24-7 segment. Our truth rolled him up yeah. uh, for the 24-7 literally after, well, I know it was, I think, at, during the reception or whatever, but like, still, it's your wedding day and you're still looking at the business and looking at uh, trying to help your company out. Uh, the other one for the American listeners who may not have seen them uh, years ago um, look up a rock star spud ring crew so he used to do a thing where he had an angle where he hit his head and he forgot that he was a seasoned professional and he thought it was 2002 and he was uh, he was a trainee so he was helping people put up the ring crew he was handing out flyers on the streets it was genius. sweeping up arenas afterwards yeah it's yeah, either yeah. If you look for, as you said, for that, uh, I think it was going under Holy Spud for a while back then as well, just in case people have a bit of trouble finding it. Uh, he has his own YouTube channel with all of them, but it's fucking gold. Yeah. Card um, Hawkins, less of a surprise, I suppose. Not doing a whole lot. Uh, he does have the wrestling school though, which kind of like you know, it was mm. a handy way for them to just kind of snipe a bit of talent before other people sink their teeth into them. Hmm. As himself, um, as himself and Pat Buck, I think, going to that school together, which he's one of the people who opened furloughed. So, and he only got and signed then, around about six months ago. And then Pat there's Buck. Zack Ryder. How dare you! You have stolen my <laughs> dreams and my childhood with your empty words. Poor old Zack Ryder. Himself, we'll lump, we'll lump Ryder and Rusev together for this one. Two people who got over by themselves, everyone seemed to love, and they were punished for it. Mm-hmm. Just makes no sense to me. No. Um, well, Rusev wanted out. Yeah. But and I, I mean, just in general, the point of, yeah. of getting over by yourself and being constantly punished and beaten down for it. Zack Ryder, the mo- most famously. Like, like they, off the stage. The, uh, like the, I, sh- I shared a link on T that uh, Cultaholic put up a video this week of the infamous 2011 picture where the seven champions in the company at that stage represented the future and the hope of what everyone wanted in the company. So you had Punk and Debray as the two world champions. You had Air Boom as your tag champions, Evan Bourne and Kofi Kingston. You had Beth Phoenix as the Divas champion. Oh, what a woman. You had Cody Rhodes as the IC champion. And the US champion was Zack Ryder. And like, if you look at that as a picture in time, nine years ago, that is an unbelievable group of people to have champions. And it's an unbelievable group of people that the fans got behind as well in every aspect of their of, of their careers. And they went through each individual championship, how they got there and what happened afterwards. And it was absolutely tragic to see the Zack Ryder storyline play out and how they ruined him with the Kane storyline with Eve Torres and John Cena love angle. It was fucking heartbreaking. And then the um, the thing with The Rock, the thing they put up on .com is exclusive. The Rock is doing a promo after a show and people are chanting, we want Ryder at The Rock in Madison Square Garden. Mm-hmm. He was that over. You had John Cena wearing his merch on Raw. Yeah. That guy was massively over and they fucked him. Like never going to be world champion level, don't get me no. wrong, but potential to be the biggest merch seller in the company probably was up probably there. Probably was. Consider the yeah. headbands. And the at head that time, movie. definitely, yeah. Oh, like it was him and Cena him and Cena are probably him and Cena Punk would have been the top three at that stage merch 
they're not two bad lads to be in competition with. Like, no. considering the rate they were turning out merch for both of those guys at the mm-hmm. time as well, like that's that's huge. Um, and he asked, he asked to go back to NXT as well. He didn't want to sit on his ass taking fucking or eating catering every week. He wanted to work. He went back to NXT. So this, guy, this is a guy who wanted to work. Would have worked and, well if he'd gone back to NXT now, considering his missus is down there as well. Would have been good for him on a personal level that he's, yeah. you know, closer to home, spending more time at home. As I say, Mrs. Ne- fiance, like we're not talking just, mm-hmm. ah, you know, net the current one he's tapping. Um, you know, and so there, there were there many of them. Oh, and there were. <laughs> uh, no. Yeah. Like, I, to, I to be honest with you, I was listening to the, the Fightful recap show this week, the list in your boy, and they listed through some of the big stars that were released. And every name that they read out, you know, not being used, not on TV, not being used, not on TV. So taking the context of when they were released and why they were released, controversial as it might be, it's not really a surprise to see the vast majority of these people being released. We predicted that the bus flip was coming for years. It's long overdue. And it wasn't just a bus flip in the end. They fucking blew that shit up. Yeah. And reportedly more to come today. When yeah. SmackDown is finalized, um, so another one that I, I won't say surprised me, but the one that I, someone I felt excuse me really bad for in all of this was No Way Jose, mm. because there was uh, a picture went out on Monday of him on a train. It was either a train or a bus. Basically, he flew in from Puerto Rico to go to Raw because he was told he was essential and needed on this. So he flies in, gets the bus to Raw. And then two days later, he gets a phone call saying, "Yeah, the company don't need you anymore." Yeah, that's that. That sort of shit was bad. Um, on the flip side, if you look at Gallows and Anderson, their last involvement in WWE, they main evented WrestleMania. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, in canon, in kayfabe, the Undertaker killed Gallows and Anderson. Yeah, in the- <laughs> um, yeah, they're they're two guys. They'll 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 land on their feet in a big way. Um, they'll be fine. See, did you hear the thing that AJ said on his mixer? Or- Mixer stream last night, no. basically saying that no. he looked at them like family that they were literally his two little brothers, so to speak, and he feels basically that he didn't do enough to protect them and keep them in a job. Basically, he nearly blamed, uh, him. He nearly blamed himself. Man. Yeah. No, there was a story about um, AJ wanting and going to bat for the Good Brothers when they were looking at contract renewals. Uh, yeah. This isn't AJ's fault. WWE didn't like them. They took them off the plate so nobody else could have them, like yeah. a lot of these guys. Now, we're going to go through a load of list. I, I Jordan know, said... Well, no, go ahead. Well, go. well Jordan no, no, has no, said no. exactly it. And I'm the same way. I have no problem with them being released. I have a problem... Oh, it's skipping forward because people are chatting. I have a problem with them being released at this time when there was no need for it. In terms mm. of... And it's it's overdue I think there was a need for some people to be gone um, it's just that there's nothing out there for them now yeah you know and it's the then again the most of these guys are millionaires so yeah it's hard to you know I wish I had the money some of these guys <laughs> had I'm furloughed I'm sitting at yeah. home doing nothing with no yeah. income you know I wish I had their money <laughs> I wouldn't there, be half there, as depressed as I am like there's so many uh, different ways to look at this and I don't think there's a right way or a wrong way per se but there's definitely an overwhelming kind of feeling that this didn't need to happen right now. You know, of of, of yeah. all the actions that they could possibly have taken, doing what they did right now, and we'll probably go into it in, a, in more details in the next few minutes, for the reasons that they did it right now, it is putting them in an awful light, and they're deservingly getting a lot of stick for it. Yeah. Uh, we'll get there I suppose right afterwards um, 
Rusev, I suppose he wanted out. He seems to be happy enough about it. Zack Ryder has the number one selling shirt on PWTs at the moment, so he seems to be doing okay for himself. Uh, that thing, Sarah Logan, I don't think there's any loss there, to be honest. Not from harsh, the company with the way she was used, but the... But uh, Sean Rossab made a great point is she will walk into another company because she has national TV experience and she's a solid performer. You know, yeah. put her with the right gimmick and, you know, give her a proper storyline to get involved with and she will be top level women's division talent. Yeah, no doubt. Mike and Maria Canellis. They had to go. They had to go. No loss whatsoever. They get they completely scammed the system. Yes. New Japan, true and true. They're totally New Japan bound. You reckon? Fuck. Ring, Ring of Honor in New Japan all day. Why? Just have me ahead. Like, why would Ring, of, Ring, of, Honor, Ring of Honor? Ring of Honor would kill to have him back and start to reform the the kingdom. To try essentially, there's a, there's a kingdom based storyline to be had for having him come back. And at the end of the day, Maria, no company is going to say no to having her on their TV. Apparently, WWE will, but uh, I wouldn't touch either of them on a barge pole. They're trouble. I they are, them. but let, I him, think... let Impact have him. Oh, let them Jesus sink Christ. that company. You see, Impact had a seventy-year-old wrestling on their show this week. Mike Jackson. Yeah, yet oh. she looked. Yet she looked all right. He, he looked. He moved better than the Undertaker moved two years ago. <laughs> yeah, genuinely, he did. He was doing fucking Tope Suicidas the whole lot. Yeah. Oh, stop. Oh, oh, um, oh. Although that age, it could possibly take his life. True. <laughs> uh, Aiden English, they weren't using him anyway. They had him on commentary. No loss. Uh, I think there's going to be a wider 205 live culling later because 205 is on SmackDown, isn't it? Yeah. I think 205 is going to get the bullet. I think it should. I, d- I don't see the value in keeping it. Give it a Viking funeral. Yeah. Make it, make, it NXT, make it a separate NXT thing across NXT and NXT UK and get rid they of 205 live. did with the NXT Cruiserweight Championship, to be yeah. fair. Mm. It would, this is just the final death nail that it needed. Yeah. Um, it's a shame um, there's some very good matches have been on that but they've lost they lost a lot of momentum when they lost like your Ali Murphy all them guys like some of the guys who were hanging around have been trying their best to keep it afloat but it's just not getting the love that it got even when those guys were there so there's not a whole lot they can really do at this stage the problem with no. 205 in my opinion was that it never started right you yep. know you had a fabulous Cruiserweight Classic tournament that got rave reviews from everybody I don't think I saw any negative reviews coming from that tournament and the immediate aftermath of that and their integration onto mainstream TV was handled so poorly that it was bound to fail from the get-go. Yeah, I'm surprised yeah. it's taken so long for it to really fail. Yeah, we said in the early episodes that it should have been essentially an hour of Raw. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then they tried to start doing that. You know, they had Neville um, competing, whatever. Boston and then Neville. it was failing. <laughs> a pack. And he uh, was... A really, he, really old one. <laughs> oh, you're breaking up a bit, Fitz. Um, he that obviously wasn't working Vince panicked and he made Enzo the champ I love my Enzo I know people don't but it started to work a little bit there and, and then that was it that was the height that ever the biggest thing it ever got to was probably that night where Vince or when Enzo went around the ring and insulted everyone just about the same was that not like your favourite cruiserweight moment of the last 20 well, it was, years it was probably the greatest moment in the history of professional wrestling <laughs> <laughs> Greater than um, Macho Man with Miss Elizabeth. Well, that's on a different tier. Ooh, yeah. That's above everything. Can't be touched. <laughs> that's one of the greatest moments yeah. of life. Life, exactly. I don't even count that as wrestling. She loved him, Fitz. Loved him all along. Um, EC3. Um, there's a guy that should have been world champion. 
I just I don't understand it. He is a, he is exact. If his hair was long, maybe Vince would have, would have gone with him. Nice long wet hair. Look at the guy. He's Vince McMahon. Same with Zack Ryder. They look um, exactly what Vince wants. No, I would go so far as to say EC3 is the perfect WWE yeah. character. Like to steal a line from that awful bastard man JBL. If you want to build a guy from the bottom, you don't mm-hmm. build Randy Orton because he's boring as fuck. You build EC3 because he looks good, and more importantly, he is money on the mic. Mm-hmm. Him and Maverick. So, that's the thing. And people are saying he's not that good in the ring. You were like, how many t- how many people were world champion for years that couldn't wrestle a lick? Warrior. I will exactly. say no more. <laughs> exactly. And I loved him, and everyone did. Oh, I loved him. I, I fucking idolized Warrior. But yeah. if you watch it back, he could not fucking wrestle worth a shit. No, he, he could, could take a, do a clothesline. Yeah, yeah he could he barely do a clothesline. And that was one of his biggest moves, was a clothesline. <laughs> <laughs> um, I EC3 never understand. was. EC3 oh. and Maverick not getting a chance to run together at any point. Mm-hmm. I think it's going to be one of the. I think I, I think uh, this might be much. I think it's going to be one of the, uh, the regrets WWE will have because that was a license to print money if they'd given the two of them a chance to fucking do what they can do together. Yeah, look at there's a lot of people running. here that like oh, he sorry. was so good. Yeah, like his introduction. I think he debuted at the was it the ladder match in New Orleans Takeover. The fans were immediately behind him. You know the I am in the top one percent. His character, his gimmick was perfect. Never have, well, very rarely have WWE lucked into such a complete package of a performer and yep. dropped the ball so badly Twice. as they had done with EC3. The oh, worst call, the worst call up in NXT history, and that's not a dig at him. That's a shot at them for how they mishandled him. He no was way Jose got more TV time. Yeah, yeah, he he was one of the six that got rushed up after the the McMahon family intervention segment that they did, and that botch so bad that it fucked him and every pretty much everyone that came up there uh, with the exception of maybe Nikki Cross has probably got the best out of it was that uh, no, Ali, Ali wasn't one of those six wasn't he no it was no, Lacey no. Uh, it was Lacey Lars, EC3 Lars Sullivan Nikki Cross. Nikki Cross we saw them enough times Jesus those vignettes yeah uh, Heavy Machinery were they part of that I seem to remember Heavy Machinery they got vignettes, but I don't think they were part of that. They came up a couple of months later, didn't they? Anyway. But yeah, the, yeah, that whole group Either was way. still, yeah. And and the trolling, because people knew, Vince trolls people. He knew yeah. everyone thought EC3 was great on the mic, so what did they do with him, Fitz? What was his character? Where is EC1 and EC2? He was a mute. Yep. They literally refused to give him the mic. I wouldn't even, with the thing. Like, I wouldn't even mind. I said it on this podcast that when they started doing that, I was like, okay, this could be good if they turned it into something. And it, like I'm talking easy money that you know you play this out for weeks, maybe even months, and then when he finally talks, you're like, oh holy shit, this guy can talk! What the hell? And that's his gimmick, that's his stick, that's how he gets over on the main roster. But like so many things, most recent example being Eric Rowan's fucking mystery box, they oh, they they, the they box, plant the box. <laughs> they, they plant an idea, they plant something that genuinely gets people's attention to the point of where they're like. I am actually interested in this. I want to see how this plays out. And then shit all over your face and smack you just to make sure that it stings. <laughs> yep. Oh my God, what's it going to be? What's it going to be? It's a frostbite spider from Skyrim. Great. Yep. Am I remembering this correctly? But I remember we might have had a rant about this at the time. They did the Dean Ambrose thing. They'd announced that Ambrose was leaving, which was weird. Then they say, well, we went, it's a work. It's a work. Um, 
you remember they had EC3 lose to Ambrose when Ambrose yep. was on the way out? So yeah. I am remembering that correctly. And immediately was, I went, it's a work. It's a work. They, they hit EC3. They were building to the Shields last stand or whatever they called it. They had yeah. that show. It was like the week after they announced that show. So they had to make Ambrose look solid again before going into that. But why have him face EC3? That was EC3's EC last match on TV, I think. Oh, my God. Which was, what, April or May last year? Yeah. It's around right. this time last year, yeah. yeah. No, it was before Mania, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah it was it, February. February. Ambrose finished. That yeah. couldn't be it, could it? Ambrose was at Mania because do you remember he was at Bloodsport. Yeah, yeah. So, but I mean, around then, about it's over a year ago, thirteen months ago. Yeah, but I'd like, say. if you look, keep talking. I'm going to uh, yeah. check. Mm-hmm. But even looking at the EC3 thing, not only every year at Mania, there's that one person who like fans latch onto them, and there's a chant and stuff for them. So there was like the yes chance for Debray. There was the Fandango and it was all that sort of stuff. Are you telling me mm-hmm. the people wouldn't have fucking, if they'd done everything right with EC3, that people wouldn't have been singing, I'm in the top, top 1%. People would have fucking sang that. It's the easiest two lines. Mm-hmm. That crowd would have been belting that out if it had any bit of sense to manage to fucking use that man right. Uh, I don't know. He, he was money. They dropped the fucking ball. Um, yeah, as Joe said and Fitz said, what happened to EC1 and 2? Do you reckon Braun Strowman is regretting that fucking tweet he put out about, oh. uh, or the Instagram comment to even Uno about people's so, money and stuff like that? For people who aren't aware, uh, Strowman, EC3, and uh, Maverick are boys. They're very good friends. They have their own YouTube channel. The topless uh, picture of all of them going around on segways is one of the funniest <laughs> things I've ever fucking seen. Only Larkin shows up and he pays Braun Strowman $1,000 to take off his nipple ring and spit on it. It's that type of show. What? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Lorcan Lorcan has definitely been on the old uh, table weed when he when he showed up on this thing. <laughs> and apparently, exactly. Apparently, it was shut down because Vince got a got a word on it or whatever. Got a someone had seen it, but uh, now it's back again because. But yeah, Braun Strowman made his comments about people not working hard enough, and now his boys EC3 and Spud are wow. independent. So, EC3 lost to Dean Ambrose. On the 11th of February 2019 on Raw. Since then, he's had one match on TV, which was on the 23rd of September 2019 in a squash match that he lost to Rusev. And both of them are gone. That like, is... That's not including the odd segment he had for the 24-7 chase. And that is an embarrassment for the company. Was he working live events or was he sent home? No, I imagine he was sent home. No, he was working live events through that time. Okay. How do you like that, man? He has not been used at a live event or any capacity since uh, the end of September. And I think it's safe to say out of all the people here, we're baffled by Maverick and EC3. Yeah, Rusev you could understand because, you know, he's asked for his mm-hmm. release. He, he was visibly upset at, uh, at his use and the, the, um, the mishandling of his self-inflicted popularity uh, so that one makes sense and you could easily understand where that came from but uh, EC3 and Maverick are probably the two that stand out yeah. Yeah. in terms of the what the uh, fuck Leo Rush as well to be honest with you I know he's he so young around. we were coming to that one now he had heat a lot of it um, um, no uh, this I, I argued at the time sorry Gordo have you got something important to say yeah sorry I just need to cut across here for two seconds for a very important oh. safety announcement <laughs> Please indulge. Oh. Carry on. Sorry, you were saying about Leo Rush before I had to make that very important safety announcement. 
<laughs> Thank you for that important safety announcement. Uh, I think everyone should adhere to it. Leo Rush, we, he got a lot of stick for the whole uh, Emma release back in the day when he tweeted out and said, I guess she wasn't ready for Asuka. After I thought Asuka that was hilarious. Squashed her in a match the week before she was released. Like, if you're going to get your knickers in a twist over a funny tweet that was actually quite funny, get The fucked. entire roster went after him, Fitz. The enti- I remember yeah. specifically Bray now, Wyatt's one. You're not going to last here with the Wolves, kid. Yeah, so obviously like it, that wasn't a reaction to a tweet. That was a reaction to someone's perceived personality behind the tweet. So he 100%. Obviously, so he obviously had heat backstage anyway for probably the way he was carrying himself. At that stage, he would have been 21, 22. I think he's only 23 now, so he's extremely young in terms of wrestling world. That's a very young age to be at the level he's at. So he would have been 21, very young, very immature, probably did stuff backstage that rubbed people up the wrong way because there's a code of etiquette that you follow when you're backstage. You know, if you're young, you literally keep out of people's way, do your thing, get out of the way, and don't piss off any of the elders kind of a thing. You're a kid in this world. But for sheer potential, I think he's the biggest loss out of all the releases so far. Yeah. Greatest midget wrestler in the world. Yeah. And he uh, would know it. they uh, had a match together at OTT. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Cracking match. Only popped up my Facebook memories there the other day. Mm. Um yeah, Rush. Like he went through a lot of stuff as well. He even uh, the last couple of months has been well documented, the whole thing he was struggling mental health wise and coming back and he had a very long Instagram uh, Instagram live video where he went into a bit more detail around it. Um, yeah, shame to see Lev managed to turn himself around and then get let go. But he is young and he's got the potential to be an absolute star. Uh, he, he, he'll he, be in, he's AEW bound. 100%. He'll he'll land on his feet absolutely fine. Like he's someone that straight away they should be running to him, cash in hand or check and say, "Here, come in, help us," because he will help. He will help no matter who he signs with. Uh, having like, someone of that potential. You know, we've joked before that AEW is effectively uh, the biggest Indian on the market you know they're they're an indie crowd the fans there are very smart marquee people myself included i would put that out there filthy smart but oh, like leo that. leo rush did very well on the indie scene before getting signed up to the main roster so you know he's well known within the indie circles and obviously the, the added notoriety from coming from ww will only help him the fans in AEW and the fact that AEW is a typically smaller uh roster other than you know the new signings of lance archer and uh, Brody Lee, he'll fit in well and he'll be able to compete at a level higher than he would ever have been able to compete with within WWE. Yeah, very true. Yeah. So I think he, like, all things joking aside and ignoring the fact that he was released, AEW is probably a better fit for him should he end up there anyway. 100%. Yeah. Uh, best of Super um, Juniors winner. He's got to beat Scotty Davis for that one, man. <laughs> oh, what, a, what a final that would be, by the way. Scott Talia 90 looking forward to it oh. <laughs> do you know a side note there but I did see that Scotty was quoted this week saying that uh, going to NXT UK isn't the right move for him right now and I thought yeah because the whole thing is about to be thrown in the bin my friend that we're yeah. going to get to that <laughs> but even um, even if it wasn't even if NXT UK was thriving 100% the correct move you know yeah. you don't want to get lost in the mire there because there's no. so many people there and I'm not the biggest fan of NXT UK anyway because I think it's quite generic in terms of the wrestlers that they have at the minute. There's not much variance. Wait, that I dude, can what see. are you talking about? What about Bearded Guy 53? I will say, how have they not signed Raven Creed to fucking freshen up and give that women's division something other than generic? Valkyrie is about as out there as that women's division gets. And I love Valkyrie, but she's not exactly 
an out there character. How have they not signed Raven Creed to fucking freshen that shit up at least? Man, that's a, that. Well, you, you've already answered your question. You know, she doesn't fit the WWE mold. Yeah. In any in, in any variance, whether it's WWE main roster, NXT, NXT UK, yeah. they don't like people that you know can offer a, a differing look than what they're looking for. Yeah. Even if they can bring in a new demographic or a new target audience that might actually yeah. you know contribute to their viewership or you know buy oh, more money. It was just with the OTT Gems thing being on last weekend and them showing that Raven Sami Jane match and that oh, fucking reaction. My God. That, like, legitimately was one of my favorite OTT moments of all time. Yeah. Like, the that shock one. and jubilation when she won that. Yeah. The, that and Marty's girl's surprise appearance, I think, are probably the two biggest mm. pops I've heard in the Tivoli. And that's not saying it just to sound cool or whatever. They were legit the two biggest pops I think I've ever heard in that building, which is saying something because that place was always ridiculous. Yeah. Like, um, Jordan makes a point in the chat there Scotty Davis doesn't want to go the way of Tyler Bate uh, that he knows his worth it's a fair point you know Tyler yeah. great wrestler always a joy to watch but has he reached his ceiling I don't Possibly. know he needs to stay fit would be a big problem <laughs> yeah um, I hate saying it if you look through it and this is a bit of bias in it Dunn and Devlin are Dunn, Devlin, Walter and Dragunov are the big four to come out of that and and Tony Storm, sorry, Tony Storm as well. Um, ass. They're, the, they're the big five, but they they're, they're <laughs> that that ass. Uh, are, we, are we still talking about Devlin, or are we talking about Tony here? I don't know. Uh, but no, they're, they're, I, I really like Tony. <laughs> but they're, they're, if you look at it, they're the big five that I think are going to come out of this. Insofar as they've shown progression, they're they fit a certain mold in there, and I think that they have a really high ceiling in that company. But beyond that, uh, Valkyrie might do all right. You're, you're really clutching a straws trying to find people that are going to long-term fit in the grander WWE picture. Hmm. We'll move on to more that didn't fit in then. Eric Young, great guy, always enjoyed him. He had to go. There was no need to have him there. Sanity uh, break. They didn't do him. Yep. Uh, the Colognes. I cannot believe they were still under contract. I can't <laughs> believe that. They have been JTGing a living for about a decade yep. right now. Oh, 100%. They they had to go. I cannot believe they were silly. Did they think that fucking the Colognes were going to turn the fucking needle for AEW and they were afraid to release them? Get rid of them. They're fucking useless. They'll, but they also have their father's promotion in Puerto Rico is still going, isn't it? So they'll they do. There, so. But come on. Jesus. Some more money than cents. Um, this one I can't make sense. I can get Eric Rowan. I mean, there's nothing to the guy or whatever. Nothing major that's going to jump off the page. But they spent months building this character. And then they ruined it, and then he's out, and then he's gone. The amount of TV time, the amount of money that was invested in Eric Rowan over the last six months. Yeah, R.I.P. Biodiesel. Green is the Bio way to Diesel go. Biodiesel is gone. I I get why they got rid of him, but I, it's like, why did you spend so much? Like time is money. You spent so much money on this guy in well, the last six months. He's another one though of those not fantastic in the ring but they they gave him a run around about five six years ago. He had his Rubik's cube and everything, and he was doing this whole thing where he was kind of trying to show how smart he was and stuff like that but he kind of showed a bit of personality and like there's something to the guy and they never really I don't think they ever gave him a chance to explore being a character and giving him that bit of TV to to properly delve into how good he could have been character wise but um, yeah given what they've done they dropped the ball I think again it's not giving guys a chance and then just saying nah fuck you off you go question for you lads when do you think the last time the clones were on live TV? 
Oh my god, it would have been during the pamphlet days, the whatever they were called, the travel agents. I have a feeling they shut up in the build up to Survivor Series 2018. I'm going to say 2017. Gordo is closer. It was the 28th of August 2018. It was in a WWE SmackDown Tag Team title number one contendership tournament first round triple threat match between the bar, the club and the colognes. Uh, well, when can you see the match before that? Uh, By any chance? Before it might be that years. was April. Oh, okay. I Aren't was thinking maybe it was a year. I have a well, feeling we probably I have a feeling we probably saw that and on the podcast that week if we were to find it we said who the fuck knew they were still hired I remember them coming they, back because I remember going where the fuck were those guys I haven't seen them in a year or something you're, <laughs> Steve you're not wrong the the last time that the, they tagged on live TV before that was on June 2017 Jesus Christ so since June 2017 they have had two televised matches as a tag team the thing is they are athletic they are good they work as a team they are decent heels yeah give them a valet and they would be top level talent Rosa Mendes you say what yes I'm a big fan of her career <laughs> um, Diana Perazzo speaking of which um, <laughs> this she's going to walk into somewhere else and be the top level of the women's division wherever she goes can we have Diana versus Sheeta please you can have whatever you want Tony Khan's pain oh. this is an expensive week for Tony Khan and he's not finished yet he's 20 more lads to hire tonight <laughs> <laughs> like this one I didn't um, get because like you've got someone like Aaliyah like Gordon referenced earlier Carmella 2.0 literally <laughs> and she had a match with uh, Paddy Zaya Lee this week and Zaya Lee just made her look like an absolute fool Zaya's looked really impressive the last couple of months she's, been, she's, been, she's been incredible yeah, not not just because she got a great career, but she can actually wrestle as well. Yeah, I would prefer if she didn't have the tornado kick as a finish, considering her normal kick looks like she might actually kill you. <laughs> um, but that's but just like a slight little tweak that Miss Evan Paddy talked about. She has so many other things she could use as a finisher. Tornado kick just works as a signature and a setup. But uh, what what confused me greatly, right? And you know, if we're buying into this philosophy that you know they need to cut staff now to save costs and just accept that that is the reality that we live in and they want to cut costs why are they not using this as the perfect time to get rid of all the dead weight plastic that they have in the main roster women's division and promote from within NXT to take over those spots and produce an infinitely better product on mainstream TV you know look Nia Jax obvious you know weight cut there because you know bye she's literally going to kill somebody soon uh, you, then you've got Carmella, Dana Brooke. Uh, I keep go. Carmella just for the character work because she is quite funny and she has she's she's very expressive and she you know she's better she's better than Nia Jack she's better than Tamina she's better than fucking don't Nia. Jesus don't say <gasps> that sorry ain't nobody Are meaner you? than Tamina you don't piss <laughs> off a snooker this week <laughs> oh God actually yeah Tamina's there forever because we don't we know what the snookets are like when they're when they're angry allegedly don't want to. allegedly. Um, but no, you're right. There's a lot of people. There's a lot of people. I'm expecting the entire developmental system, as in the rung just below NXT TV. I'm expecting all of them to be cut tonight. That's all I will say is, unless they're sure things like a new, like an Austin Theory type guy, unless there's someone like that, they're gone. But if they are looking to cut money, Brock's deal is up in June. 
Stop it. How, no, but how much? Genuinely, how much is he moving the needle? How much money is he legit making for the company? And I'm saying uh, this. No, 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 I'm saying this, and I'm liking the stuff he's done. I loved the whole thing of Boombox Brock. I think yeah. that he adds that bit of realism. I'm literally thinking from a number and a financial standpoint. How much in he, reality in the state where they're not having live events, they're not are not not live events, they're not having TV events, they're not selling tickets. How much is he really moving the needle with regards to merch? And how much is he moving that needle when it comes to the actual TV viewership? The last I heard was twelve million a year. But Brock Lesnar has to stay at all costs because Brock is he's such a great storyline device. Um, oh, I know the title gets tied up or whatever, but if I mean, you, can, you can start cutting like you, some people you could easily make money right well I, i'm going to give the, the wwe a, you know i'm going to force a bit of credit upon them that they haven't <gasps> earned that they have not earned but if they could creatively come up with a way to get brock invested in a storyline that doesn't involve the championship belt that you can advertise that he would be on tv even right now when there's no fans and then when there is fans he puts butts in seats he gets viewers on TV just like John Cena did. You know, he is an attraction. He is the, the main event star that people will flock to. You know, Roman Reigns doesn't do that. Seth Rollins doesn't do that. Brock Lesnar will always do that. Yeah. yeah. You, we get through the rest of the list for a second. If you if Can we just knock this out of the park then and get rid of it? Well, nobody cares um, Ale- about the rest anyway. So, yeah, fire Yeah, from. Alexander Jaksic, I've never heard of him. MJ Jenkins, never heard of her. Josiah Williams, I had heard of. He's the wrestling flow guy. He does those rap videos with wrestling music. Um, obviously, there was no need to keep him there. Uh, Dorian Mack, no idea who he is. Uh, Mike Chioda. Mike Chioda, that's a tough one. 31 oh, he's years. He's 31 years. He must have been on insane money. And it must have been a toss-up between him and, and, and little Nate. It's the only way I can think of. He hadn't refed in a while. So like it's not like yeah. he was, he was uh, on the road every week with them. And like I said, he's been there 31 years, so it's probable that he wasn't far away from retirement anyway. He had two days left in retirement. <laughs> two days, Fitz. Um, Serena Deeb was cut. Um, Kendo Cashin. No idea who that is. Apologies. Kendo Suzuki. Is that the Kendo Suzuki? No. No. A Steel, gone. Now, this is an odd one. Kurt Angle. Now, I know he was on probably on Big Money and he was doing nothing. They had nothing for him. Makes total financial sense to get rid of him. But was he furloughed or was he fired? We don't. They the producers now. We're onto producers who are furloughed. So these people might be back. But well, I don't know. Um, Kurt, Kurt Angle could have been producer. on. I'm pretty sure he had he, a producer role. Yeah, he, yeah. It's something to do with producer. Um, he's in the producer list. This isn't my list. This is pulled from like Wrestling Inc or whatever, and they're in their own categories. Um, so Kurt Angle could have been on WWE backstage. Would have been a nice kind of thing to have for Fox. But I guess I don't know. Lance Storm. Feel for Lance Storm. He just shut down his school. Sold all his shit. He's only there four months. Uh, Mike Rotunda, IRS, fired on tax day in America. Couldn't write it. Could not write it. Uh, Sarah Stock, uh, gone. Fit Finley. The After driving the he did force with the, of the women's division. That was a shock. Yeah. I, I don't know. Shane Helms, gone. Pat Buck, not there long. Sean DeVary, Scott Armstrong. Oh. Do you know what I'd love to know and see is the list of producers that they kept. Jeff fucking Jarrett, the cockroach, continues to stay employed yeah. somehow. Right, there's certain people they understand. Adam Pierce has been apparently a very big 
very big deal backstage and he they even have him shown up on TV a couple of times pulling apart brawls and stuff yeah. he's had a, he's always had a great mind for the business you know people like that you understand Abyss apparently very nice guy very well liked but does he have as much knowledge and stuff in that role as the likes of a Finley or uh, you say like a, a Scott Armstrong who's been around the business third or fourth generational Mm-hmm. You know, there's some, there's somewhere you kind of. I was very surprised at the Scott Armstrong one. Very surprised yeah. at that one, and Fit Finley. Yeah, Fit. But was yeah, it mixed. Like, yeah, Abyss is still there, and Fit is gone. So Abyss must be fucking knocking out of the park. Yeah. Oh, maybe he's on SmackDown, and maybe later tonight we That's find true. out that he's gone. Well, I know is uh, Borash is after Borash has sealed himself a fucking promotion with what he done a couple of weeks ago. So he's oh in, god, protect he's Jeremy Borash. Protect him at all costs, especially now when you can't run shows. Yeah, that man, that man is going to be one of the biggest assets that company has in the next year. I'm watching now, and in about two hours' time, we're going to get the fucking word that he's been sacked. Um, yeah. but yeah, he it, if you look at what he's done in the last couple of years in wrestling, among all the broken stuff and what he's done now in WWE, he's he's money for a company. Um, yeah, it's will, been will it's we, rough. Didn't they? Horrible will, to see anyone losing their jobs. It's but guess what we'll do is we'll start the chain of events then will we I don't think we're going to talk about any of the TV shows this week lads we're 55 minutes in on the live broadcast <laughs> here and there's a lot to get through Yeah. so stay with us so it all starts with the XFL filing for bankruptcy R.I.P um, R.I.P fucking R. P. Gordo you, you were enjoying it loved it this, this XFL 2.0 loved it absolutely loved it uh, as someone who and uh, Fitz knows well Fitz watched a lot of American football just uh, I, I love watching football of any type um, I get the NFL game pass every year because they do 40 minute clips where they shorten down matches uh, last season I'd say I watched probably I'd say 80% or 85% of all the NFL games that happened that's how much football I watch just for context the XFL was a breath of fresh air some of the rule changes they had I absolutely loved the likes of their comeback period and the, the clock running differently in the last two minutes their kickoff change I think is good for player health uh, the catch rule where basically you only have to have one foot and all that in bounds it's, it's along the college football rules but it's very good for player health and also makes it to have more spectacular catches they're, some of the stuff they've done was very very clever very well done the NFL is going to rob some of the stuff they've done basically again um, <laughs> yeah um what they've done from a presentation standpoint and stuff like that, even having some of the sideline interviews, it's like, yeah, someone's just giving up a big play and then they have a microphone shoved in their face. Bit awkward at times. It's like interviewing someone just after they get knocked out in UFC. But, you know, it's that sort of thing where that sort of stuff was a bit weird. But again, they tried something different. They went out there. They were doing very well ratings-wise. Uh, they were starting to see growership, uh, growth and viewership. The Hashtag growership. Growership. Growership is going to be a thing. <laughs> Um, yeah they had even some of the teams were doing very well live attendance wise uh, it was the St. Louis Battlehawks I think were, were doing very good Seattle were doing quite good uh, yeah it was something that looked like it was going strong but the uh, current circumstances fucked them badly uh, mm-hmm. just as they were getting momentum it took the wind out of their sails now do yeah, you think bad day that, for do you think that maybe one of the TV partners pulled support during this because it, it was fine it was just remember they just let people stay at home the league was suspended and then all of a sudden the league was cancelled they fired all the employees and then bankruptcy I would just overnight yeah could, could well make sense like if you think about it um, it's, it's probably similar to what AEW did when they started up they got a deal with 
TNT and it depended on the first year performance to how that would be renewed. Obviously, they renewed it quite quickly before the shit hit the fan into a better deal for AW. And XFL probably had a one-year deal where it's like, okay, let's review at the end of the year, see how the viewership went, see how the, the advertising responded, and we'll review again for year two. Obviously, they suspended play before the end of year one and with the current situation or circumstances or whatever the populist line is right now, there wasn't going to be a season two for the foreseeable future. That gave TV companies an out. And if you don't have the TV money, you don't have anything. That's exactly what I think happened. They wanted an out. They weren't happy with the performance and they saw an opportunity to cut. Well, they probably probably said to them, look, when shit goes back to normal, and I, I do honestly believe that, you know, when this current shit show of a fucking pandemic comes to some sort of an end, there will be some sort of normality resumed quite quickly because, you know, the world will come back to normality relatively quickly with, with what's happened because companies that are, are paused will, will be able to restart relatively quickly to a, to a degree. So, you know, the XFL started quite quickly in the grand scheme of things. And I think they'll be able to resume operations relatively quickly as well. The personnel will be the hardest part to replace, but as Gordo knows, there's such a fucking a girth of talent coming through the college system that you're going to snap up a lot of people quite quickly. Yeah, very true. Uh, happy enough as well seeing that some of the players have actually managed to get snapped up by NFL teams mm-hmm. as well. Uh, there's a couple of guys who I've seen the last couple of days that teams are sniffing around. Uh, can't think of some of their names off the top of my head, but I know... He hate a- me? No, he hate me. He hate me. Is still waiting to get renewed. He's he's a, oh, he's a, okay. he's off the of staff. He's getting the health insurance and everything. Ah, that's good. Uh, that's, good. that's better. That's better life for he hate me and uh, Mrs. He hate me. All about he hate me, Mrs. He and, hate me. and and the Baba he hate me. Ah, he he turning out all the Baba he hate me. They all hate me. Uh, but yeah, the uh, PJ Walker, the who's probably the star of the whole thing, quarterback for the Houston Roughnecks. Um, if people didn't watch much of the league, just try and see if you can find a, a video of some of the stuff he done this year. He was fantastic. The breakout. He got signed up, didn't he? Yeah, Seattle, the uh, I think it was the Panthers. I think. Could yes, be wrong. you're right. No, Panthers. you're right. Yeah, uh, because they were He's saying he's probably going to start there next year. Uh, it'll be him and Kyle Allen unless they draft someone. And mm. realistically, seeing what I saw from both of them, I know they're different leagues last year. I'd definitely give Walker a shot over Allen because Allen is a bit, bit flappy. I'm going. Um, I'm going to su- I'm going to be super rude and move on from the football chat. Yeah, yeah, but no, still, it's it's, 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 it's right. a shame. But again, shame to see anyone losing their jobs. It's a lot of that talk, unfortunately, at the moment. But uh, yeah, hopefully, hopefully they'll big... find a way to revive it again because it's the best developmental league. I think our best second league. I think I've seen pop up so far. So the big story that came from it was that WWE owns twenty three and a half percent of Class B stock which means that it doesn't give them any voting rights, but they've got stock in the uh, stock options. Um, this apparently was released in the 2018 SEC, SEC filing, though. Uh, under the agreements, WWE received, among other things, a minority equity interest in Alpha Entertainment without payment by or other financial ob- obligation from WWE. And this started a chain of events. People, oh, it's fucking insider trading and it's all this. We're like, it's not. No. Ma- it's not. On paper, it's not. It'd be very hard to prove that it is. Um, they had to get the IP from WWE who owned the IP Yeah. so in exchange for that they gave the WWE corporation equity yeah so which would va- was, uh, was valued at over 50 million dollars so it's a lot of because cash. because I think it was the is it the AAW what was the other 
Yeah. What was the other uh, football network order that tried to start up at the same uh, time? Fuck. A- AFL. They tried to buy the IP of the XFL for 50 million and it was rejected. So yeah. it's fair to assume that the value that WWE inherited from releasing that IP to the XFL again was in excess of 50 million. So even Should though. Should have just sold it. Even though. Should have just sold it. Even though the WWE didn't actually inherit any money from their stocks within the XFL, they effectively got a value in excess of 50 million from the XFL for that IP. Yep. And, uh, and, and that's very much provable in any court. Although I am still 150% fully convinced it was all set up that he was hoping it eventually get bought out by the NFL to be a feeder league. Yeah. Yeah. Fair point. And to be fair, um, it was going that way. But uh, yeah, shite days. Shite to see any. Shite to see the league close down. But hopefully they'll find a way to revive it again. But that was just the start of the week of Vince McMahon. <laughs> this, this, will, this is going to be a week people remember. We then moved on to WWE being classified as an essential business in Florida. And this is where things start to get a bit murky. So the Orange County mayor um, says originally they were not deemed as an essential business. With some conversation with the governor's office regarding the governor's order, they were now deemed an essential business. And as of Monday night when this news came out, or maybe it was Monday afternoon, whatever it was, Florida now has twice as many coronavirus cases as South Korea. And this is where they're deeming an essential business. And about 30 million more people live in South Korea than in Florida. Uh, there's a slight bit of context missing from that insofar as that America's handling of the coronavirus uh, in general has been abysmal he Uh, sure did Trump last night I mean he just played Trump just played Trump from Donald Trump all the way down their their handling of this has been fucking embarrassing from the point of fact that you know students are going on spring break and not caring if they have virus you know like you can say whatever you want about any nation in the world that they you know have idiots or stupid people or whatever you want to kind of classify them as but americans take dumb to a whole new level and their president is first and foremost on that list uh, they, they have the most cases per capita in the world they have the most deaths per capita in the world they are and, and right now they're looking at opening up economies again because they need fucking cash flow to start flowing which is only going so, to no, increase is, the cases. With the this help is where the timeline comes in. The great Vince McMahon. <laughs> the great Vince McMahon. Um, so it comes <laughs> to April 1st, right? So <laughs> Governor Ron DeSantis issues executive order for essential services after speaking with the president. Governor, so April 9th, the governor amended order to include professional sports and media production, including entertainers with national audience. April 9th, the same day, Linda McMahon, wife of CEO Vince McMahon, uh, and former CEO, blah blah blah, and former president, cabinet member announces uh, that our Trump super PAC will spend eighteen point five million in Tampa and Orlando. April tenth, reports come out that Vince McMahon has decided to re- res- resume live WBTV in Orlando. There is no relationship between any of these things at all. That's tremendous. Nothing to see here. Nothing. Incidental. Oh, it's all incidental. Like, it's a. Incidental contact, lads. Just incidental contact. I, I, I got. I kind of have got into a, a Twitter debate with someone. I saw that. Yeah. That they're claiming that, you know, Vince and Linda buying an essential license for WWE is in no way comparable or linked 
to the WWE trying to save money by firing a load of people. And technically that genius. might be Technically <laughs> that might be right. You know, you you can't join a line between the two, but by God, you'd be hard pressed to convince anyone that the two aren't connected. I know, like I mean Linda going around the place just getting them in trouble like that. That bitch You know, it's just <laughs> he's on the rest Vince. of the world, that bitch. <laughs> Oh, and like, I mean, uh, like we're, we're no lies about, detected here. You know, these are all different incidents that all happened around the same time. Quick frame. facts, and then, and then when there was nothing happening, and then stuff happened very, very quickly, and then the next day they were alive. I mean, you can't prove any of this stuff. You know? The money was just resting in their account, just resting in the super packs account. But then, like, it it goes even further, right? And I don't know if you have this uh, because it's still kind of breaking at the minute, and the sources are not extremely reliable, aka Ringside News. But oh, the <laughs> but the WWE are due to have their quarterly review next week, which has now been postponed into maybe. Oh, bring out people fits. and all this sort of oh. excuses in which you're not allowed to have people together. Uh, Ringside oh, News, the COVID, the the great uh, journalistic integrity that they are, are claiming that WWE are about to pay out five point five two million in dividends this year uh, to their shareholders. This oh. is at the same time that the company are cost cutting by re- delaying their move in their headquarters to Stamford, Connecticut, and also their furloughing of permanent full time employees. And they're relieving of duties of their independent contractors, the non-union, the great Vince McMahon, the non-unionized staff that they actually have that we see on TV every week, to save approximately four million dollars a month, which has been refuted. Apparently, the on-screen talent equates to around seven hundred fifty thousand dollars a month. Perception is a reality, guys. I've said it before. I'll say it again. You don't do something this bad at a time like this when everything is looked at in a negative light and then the following week pay out dividends to your shareholders. And then look at some of the stuff the soccer clubs have seen with furlough and staff and having to backtrack on it. Let's say that as a fan of one of those clubs who I'm yep, happy to I, eventually I'm happy to backtrack that to yourself as well, Fitz, with Spurs yep. on the same. Both backtracked, but I think both of us were pissed off at the clubs that oh, we've supported yeah. for about 25, 30 years each because it's bad it, it was a fucking horrible look and it was shit and they were treating fat, they were treating staff the wrong way. Yeah. Everyone saw it. Um, like I, I get to a certain extent and uh, this is a throw out, shout out to a song that Paddy loves by a, a little known artist called Meja but it's all about the money. Um, yeah, that's a song that nobody should ever listen to except Paddy. Um, but... <laughs> It's one of them things where I know they're all looking at the money side of things, but at the end of the day, the long term, the long term impact of doing stuff like this financially is going to hurt. It's going to hurt them more in the long run by doing shit like this because it's going to turn people against yeah. the company. Oh, hundred percent. PR point is terrible. And like I, uh, I'm qualified within a business world in terms of marketing. I'm, I, I'm probably the most right of center person on this podcast in terms of being a, a pro-capitalist anti-socialist Tan. person Tan. Blue shirt. Tan. like from a business point of view i can see the absolute logic that the companies are implying by doing this however you don't do this when the perception and the reality that people see and experience 
is so negative and so poorly received that it creates such a public outcry that you then have to backtrack in the case of Liverpool and Spurs in terms of their furloughing of uh, non-playing staff. And the unnecessary dismissal at this time of wrestlers that probably shouldn't have been still employed at the company right now. You could easily have waited until the, the pandemic has eased and that there are other employment opportunities for these guys that are being released. You know, all the people are being released now on a 90-day non-compete. Grand. That brings them up to June 16th or July 16th. I can't remember the exact date. But at that time, is there going to be any opportunities for them to earn money? Probably not. So keep them on staff. Keep them under retainer. You've got your downside guarantees to limit your business exposure to these stars. Why can't you just wait until things start to creep up again and say, okay, look, we've looked after you now. You've given us, in Zack Ryder's case, 15 years of service. We thank you for it. We'll look after you during this dark time. We'll release you when things get back to normal so that you can, you know, at least go and have the opportunity to earn again. And if things change in the future, you know, we'll be able to welcome you back. But no, they decided that now is the time to save that those dollars because, you know, those shareholders that do so much for the company. That's exactly all it is, right? Bottom there. dollar. That was a ten percent ten percent of that company's income goes towards wages, as opposed to other sports leagues where it can be as high as fifty percent. Any company is usually about seventy, isn't it? Yeah. Sixty, seventy. And yeah. you know like if you want to look at the the share price, it's after going up, lads. Forty odd dollars now, is it? It is over forty. It's for it was thir- it was thirty three on Monday. There you go. Look at the look the, at the end of the day, business decisions make money for the business. You know, so if you're a financial accountant employed by these companies, and you know the company that I work for, and, and no different to what WWE or, or any other company that you guys work for, their job is to save money for the company. So their job is to put forward these proposals to management. And management are the ones that say, okay, yes, we should do this in the best interest of the company to save money, because if we don't, we might go under and no one would have a job. Or it's the manager's decision to say, okay, I accept that you are putting forward a proposal that would save us money, but we, if we don't do that now, our company's not at risk because we have a cash reserve of X amount of millions. 500 million. It's 500 million. <laughs> Shut up, Meltzer. <laughs> okay, they don't have 500 million cash reserve. I think they have, I've, uh, the last I saw 90. was... The last I 90 saw, in liquid cash. Liquid cash, exactly, but they have a debt... Uh, debt, debt capacity, capacity of 410. Yeah. yeah, so they have... So the, that's where it comes in. Let's just say they have a truckload of cash that they can back up to anyone's door to keep them going. This wouldn't impact on the profitability of the company this year at all. By oh, keeping God, these no. on, by keeping these guys on for another three or six months, they could easily have ridden the storm and barely have felt a blip in the ocean. Can I tie the two stories of the XFL and WWE together then? Mm-hmm. So my, as I said, my theory, I think you agree with me, is that one of the partners, because it was like five TV partners or something ridiculous, one of them pulled support, Vince panicked, because he's got a lot of money, a lot of skin in the game there. The story that Gordo posted to us about there being a limit of three live, sh- or th- three tape shows allowed on USA and Fox, the two European tours and the Christmas show. Vince panicked that he was going to have to tape the shows at the time and said, we got to cut a shitload of costs because we're about to lose a load of money from USA, NBC, whatever, and Fox. 
and he panicked and went fuck that's going to tank the stock price and he start cutting costs cut costs cut costs and as we said a lot of the guys there he's not going to miss these guys even the guys that were going on like ec3 oh they could have done so much it's going to make no difference to their lives that ec3 is gone none he panicked and he absolutely started slashing yeah and we don't know about the corporate cuts yet we don't know how many people got sacked in the office yet. We're no. only hearing about the wrestlers and, also and the saying producers. There's executives taking pay cuts or bonus cuts and stuff this year as well, apparently. Yeah. So this is, like, it is affecting people at all levels, but they still forked out fight, allegedly. And again, this is ringside news, so mm-hmm. take it with a full shaker of salt. Uh, fight, like, if you're, if a company's forking out over $5 million in dividends, it's not. It's well, not like, they've confirmed legally that they ha- they've put this out there that they're paying a dividend of $0.12 cents per share for all Class A and Class B stock. Oh, so, yes. you know, like, th- this is easily provable when you look at the, the financial records and see how much stock is out there. You can easily do the math. So even though it is ringside news, the biggest joke in independent professional wrestling journalism, I would tend to believe the figure that they're putting out there because this figure is easily provable. Yeah. Um, um, increased positions, 14.4 million shares. Decreased positions, 15.5 million. That's just the top two. Yeah. Total institutional shares, 58 million shares. Yeah, there you go. A lot of people who have been falling on their neck and head for over a decade, like Zack Ryder, a guy that's been on the road with him for 30 years, like Mike Chioda. Kyoto. Why do I keep saying keep saying Chioda? Um, these guys have broken their backs for the company for over a decade, mm-hmm. and then they're less valuable to them than saving a few points. It no, really sucks. Because of this, I just decided to check the share price of the company that I work for. Up, I uh, imagine they're quite <laughs> up fourteen quid in the last month. Jesus Christ! I have I have a handful of shares. Cash out. Chance in this. This is this is never going to happen in your lifetime again. Uh, I could have bought shares in them when they were nine quid. They're now oh, oh. they're now over twelve times that much. Jesus, could have had a deposit for a house. Sell if if sell sell sell. Look at Gordo. <laughs> if ifs and buts were candy and nuts, we'd all have a happy Christmas. You have stolen my dreams, so we know how my childhood, with your empty words. How dare you! <laughs> my original plan was to get a load of Greta clips and then when I open the show after Zack Ryder's music fades down I was just going to start wooing and people try to communicate with me I'd go back with Greta quotes but then when when the Fink died I thought it was in poor taste <laughs> it's like why uh, not do that that's not um, the end of it though they were talking about the economy and the financial side of it I never thought we'd have an alleged finance podcast but uh, yeah so then we move on then company. we're restarting an economy yeah, so more events is the heading of this section, I call it. So Trump had put together this brains trust of all the sports leagues to help restart the economy. So everyone you can think of, Adam Silver, Rob Manford, Cogs. Roger Goodell, all, all these people, the great Dana White. And then it came to the line of the show. The great Vince McMahon. The great Vince McMahon is going to be the guy that helps with the... The guy who has never succeeded outside of wrestling. Everything he's tried has blown up in his he's face. He's a carny. Yeah, 100%. Um, and he's going to help about, you know, we need our sports back. He's sick of watching baseball games that are 14 years old. <laughs> Which probably didn't uh, help with his uh, friend Rob Manfred, who's apparently going to be on this, shitting all over hilarious. old baseball games. Fucking but, uh, hilarious. I'm assuming Rob Manfred is just there for diversity purposes because he's got like oh. IQ of fucking 12. <laughs> um, he's not a fucking idiot. Adam Silver, I think always represents himself well 
And Jerry Jones, it's all just money, 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 money. Uh, yep. Dana, you're going to have to fly Dana back from Fight Island. It's apparently it's real. Yeah, he, he's organising Mortal Kombat. He doesn't have time <laughs> for restarting the economy, lads, okay? <laughs> and, and if Fight Island falls through, he's just going to fight in the Shadow Realm. <laughs> Welcome to Outworld. Go full on fucking Yu Gi Oh with it. Like, um, <laughs> like it's. Like so, some of these people make sense from business perspective. Roger Goodell can fuck off. Uh, says Silver, sil- like Silver Craft, Jerry Jones makes sense to me. The rest, no. And uh, wasn't uh, the guy who owns the Mavericks was on there as well, um, wasn't he? Uh, oh, I can't think of his name. Cuban, Mark Cuban. Mark Cuban. Is he yeah. involved in it as well? He's, he was. He, I, mean, I heard his name mentioned, but he's not listed on uh, this car- paragraph that I po- that I took from Twitter. Apparently, way he's been treated, he's been ensuring that none of the staff and stuff are going to get laid off. So, mm. if if that's true and that they've they've stuck to that, fair fucks to him. He was one of the first people I think came out when the NBA was shut down and said that that was that he was going to make sure that everyone was protected and from a money point that he was going to make sure nobody got fucked around. So. Respect for him in a big way, if that is the case. Um, but yeah, like half these people make no sense from any sort of a business point of view. Silver has said it's just from a, I, I always find from a PR perspective he's very good. Uh, I said Manfred has an IQ that's borderline single digits. Um, <laughs> Goodell, uh, I can't. I, I like it's going to be a shame seeing him not getting booed at the draft this week. I hope they pipe in booze over it. Apparently, there's going to be a, a protest outside his house. NFL fans have shared his address online and people are going to congregate outside oh. of the <laughs> Social distancing. Social distance protest. Um, um, I'm going to be working nights during the draft. So I'm going to have to hook up my own laptop next one so I can have the draft on because it's my favourite week in the um, fucking year. I don't want to necessarily go off the whole WWE going back to being live just yet. Um We've all been watching Empty Arena Wrestling for weeks now, mm-hmm. over a month. Does it make any difference to you if it's live or taped? Normally, I will not watch a taped anything. Tape sports to me is dead. I have no interest in it. But when when the spoilers don't get out, which to be fair, they haven't, I have looked before Raw sometimes to see if they are getting out, just out of interest. I can't tell if they're live or taped. I don't know if that show was live this week, Raw. It would have I'm sure it was. It w- but it didn't look any different to me than it has done for the last few weeks apart from replaying they didn't replay old footage it would there allow for like- covering certain botches like uh, during the yeah. uh, swerve match this week there's a point where we went for a hurricane rana off the apron and he didn't quite catch him but he got enough of him mm-hmm. you know it would allow for going back and retaping that spot because it's yeah. a big spot in the match he literally barely manages to get the tip of his heels either side of Tozawa's head so it's like yeah you, you could could have done with retaping that so it'll allow but for do stuff you care like I won't give a shit no no there's no crowd there I don't think it makes any difference when there's no there's crowd on, there's there. only one fan in attendance and he's just yeah, twirling around <laughs> twirling towards freedom there's one thing I would say about this and I, I would completely agree with what you've said so far is that the fact that, that I know AEW is taped means that I I have a slight perception that I know they've ironed out any kinks and I, yeah. I like watching a show warts and all. I like the fact, you know, that you'll see the swerve spot that wasn't fully connected. I think that element of it being live makes it a fraction better just because you know what you're seeing is, you know, literally happening yeah. happening right now. Now, don't get me wrong. A good tape show is just as good as a good live show, but it's just the perception. It's just a, 
I know I'm watching something that's happening live adds an element of enjoyment to something that you don't quite have when you know it's taped. I struggle to watch sport. I struggle to watch a show that was on yesterday. Even though I'm watching as live, it doesn't have the same impact to me. That's why live sport is so valuable, I guess. Yeah. But when there's no crowd there, and we don't know if they tape this at two in the day, for all we know, yeah. I don't see why you need to go live because in the an, current climate. Because they're an essential service. Very essential. <laughs> very, no very essential. No way Jose was essential enough yet to fly in from Puerto Rico. Puerto Rico. So, uh, I don't know. More Vince. It's been the week. More, more, more Vince. Vince. It's the... He did the conference call for five minutes. Uh, I was watching the Listen Your Boy on Feifel and apparently Vince didn't look at the camera once. So obviously he's had a rough week, has Vince. Um, then you get to Dark Side of the Ring. And you thought... <laughs> can't get In terms of weeks, you can't get much worse than furloughing most of your company, staff that have been breaking their necks and back for years, bankrupting your other fantasy league and then you are implicated in covering up a murder allegedly allegedly very allegedly we have to be very careful with this yeah very careful with this one but the briefcase story was on um, Dark Side of the Ring it's one that's been around for a long time that Jimmy Snook has brought in for questioning Vince McMahon shows up with a briefcase and he leaves without a briefcase and they they didn't show him they didn't really they hung on the briefcase I'll say that much in terms of the show the briefcase was in every shot there it was the focal point of every shot that the briefcase was in they were hamstrung it's definitely the weakest episode of any of the seasons but I think it was still a they were hamstrung it was very good but they were hamstrung by what they they, there was a lot of things they couldn't talk about you could tell yeah they didn't want to implicate themselves no Um, yeah just simple things like the whole thing of her sister saying the whole story of him reaching across the table, grabbing her by the throat and saying, I could. Like, Jesus Christ. But do you remember how he apologised? Because he felt bad. <laughs> <laughs> he felt oh, bad later in the day yeah. for threatening to kill his girlfriend's sister. So he was so out of it that he offered her some cocaine and he thought that was a good thing. Yeah. Um, do, we re- do we reckon he just, you know, Ben Watt? Potentially. Uh, because yeah. Now the, Rory put the thing in the chat there as well about the Vince phone call to the family fits. Oh. Vince is ringing them up and they're like, "Oh, it's horrible what happened." Do you think twenty five thousand would help you out in any way? No. <sighs> the thing is, uh, now that was to make the story go away. I don't want to hear anything about helping the family out. Uh, there, there could have been some good intention behind it as well. But he was one hundred percent. No, don't get wrong. He was one hundred percent protecting his investment. But that was the that, biggest star is, in the company at the time. Yeah, but there Jimmy is still a star. was the biggest star. Yeah, it's exactly uh, the same as him sending Jr. to the yeah. funeral of Nancy Benoit. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's exactly. Uh, you know, he doesn't want to get his hands dirty. If no. he re- it was genuine about this, he would have gone and seen the family himself with a proverbial bag of cash. More than anyone could expect to give anyone, or a briefcase. Well, uh, no, no, he couldn't. He, he couldn't. He already gave away his briefcase. <laughs> uh, no, like it's like like uh, as you said, the whole property looking after the likes of the whole thing of you know make sure with Vicky being looked after for years afterwards. I've just realised something. Do you remember me complaining about the money in the bank stuff? Yeah. Do you remember me, the contract? Okay, I was going to wait till we were talked about raw. Um, we're going to hang on this briefcase thing for a minute. Sorry. 
Um, on Monday night, I watched Raw live because I have nothing else to do these days. Um, <laughs> I actually watched, watched Raw live for my wrestling podcast. I did, yeah. <laughs> I did. I even saw both Wednesday night shows. Um, so they talk about the Money in the Bank match and Byron says Money in the Bank and sometimes he calls it a ladder match, but that's not the official wording. So just check this out, right? As soon as that briefcase is captured, you're not safe. Any night, anywhere. And the Money in the Bank contract, of course, Byron, the last two women's Money in the Bank contract winners, Alexa Bliss and Bailey, have cashed in successfully the same night they won the contract. Contract, 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 not briefcase. That makes way more sense to me now. Now, I thought it was just classic WWE being crazy about uh, phrasing. So later in the night, they corrected Byron's horrendous mistake by saying, match. Now the final Women's Money in the Bank contract ladder match qualifying opportunity. Just let me replay that. Now the final Women's Money in the Bank contract ladder match qualifying opportunity. The Women's Money in the Bank contract ladder match qualifying opportunity. (laughs) Just one more time. Just, 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 Just one more time. Now the final Women's Money in the Bank contract ladder match qualifying opportunity. All because one man said ladder match earlier in the night now I thought these were unrelated but they knew this thing was coming yeah and he said briefcase and they were like contract 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 contract, contract. contract. I was editing that clip I was editing the clip and he said the word contract three times in seven seconds <laughs> oh god um, are the two related yes I just had a is bit there, of an epiphany there is this like I think they're related when they're in Saudi Arabia and it's the the tag team tournament to determine the best tag team in the world all over again uh, well let me just double check that now the final women's money in the bank contract ladder match qualifying opportunity <laughs> so, there are God. so many words <laughs> so many which rolls qualifying the for the money in the bank match done like this is my Not this is my for a briefcase. Criticism. I mean a contract, 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 contract. contract. And like you can actually hear Vince McMahon or whoever the backstage producer of the commentary team is, backstage probably Michael Cole to be fair, in fucking Mike Tom Tom Mike's ear. Contract, contract, contract. Whereas just can we can we just try this one more time, Fitz? As soon as that briefcase is captured, briefcase you're not safe any night anywhere. And the Money in the Bank contract, of course, Byron. The last two women's Money in the Bank contract winners, Alexa Bliss and Bailey, have cashed in successfully the same night they won the contract. He said briefcase one time and he had to cover it up with contract three times in seven seconds. He emphasized the first two. Yeah. Yeah, he really did. He really, and just one more time. Now the final Women's Money in the Bank contract ladder match qualifying opportunity. <laughs> sorry, uh, sorry. You're like, saving that I clip. I was waiting all week for this. You're saving that <laughs> clip to be used multiple times between now and the fucking... Now and, uh, what, what was it again? The final Money in the Bank? The Money in the Bank ladder match contract opportunity. qualifying opportunity. Okay. Yeah. But this is... It, you've literally hit the nail on the head as to why Mara Arnello and JR are in a league of their own in terms of commentary. Because they don't fucking take the lines that the company gives them. They put them in the, the verbiage that people listening will understand. And they make Contract. it... They make it everyday language. Hey, Jim won't even say the name that's on the fucking graphic. <laughs> Allegedly. Allegedly. No, he said it himself. He said it himself during the ad that one time. He said, I'm not going to say the name that's fucking on the graphic. Oh, yes. <laughs> yeah. Oh, good old Fight TV. Uh, I love fight. Um, uh, well, I, and, and I'm gonna say it's it's very hard to take positives from a lot of these dark side of the rings because they're very heavy hitting. Um, big thing. That's tremendous. Shite. Sorry, I was typing something in the uh, thing and I forgot that I can't use numbers again. One of the things that was uh, that to me I was like, it's kind of impressive to see 
how good Don Morocco looked for a lad who was probably 68, 69 years of age when that was filmed. It was good to see him in such good nick, especially considering some of the wars he's been down through the years. He put himself through a hell of a lot of punishment. So true. I was true, happy true. to see happy to see the state of him. But uh, what's his name? Uh, Sam Fatu. People know him as either Tama or Tonga Kid. Um, you can he see was one of the head shrinkers, wasn't it? Uh, Islanders. It was. Yeah. He was trained by the head shrinkers, I think. Uh, yeah, it was. Yeah, he, he was in the Islanders. Was he Rikishi's brother? Uh, brother or cousin? It's hard to know with that Simone family. They're all. It's hard to know what way they all. No, no, it's hard to know how they all link up. But I think he's. I think how it falls is he's essentially Rikishi's cousin, or he's Sika. Is he the Rikishi's cousin or Sika's cousin or Roman's cousin? It's yeah, but um, yeah. He was a bit dodgy, though. I thought, you know, he, yeah. he definitely there was definitely more to what he knows than what he was saying. Oh yeah, but you can see there was turmoil even some of the stuff he was saying near the end, where he's like, you know, this isn't, you know, this isn't the man I know. And he's like, it's hard for me to to accept or whatever way he worded. You could tell there was something in him that it's it's hard for him to accept that that's what but it yeah. was. But there's definitely something more to when he said that though. I, I that really rang home with me. It was like. That, that's not the person I know I can't accept it yeah. you know and that that seems to be a bit of a theme with you know people being focused on with Dark Side of the Ring because you could say the same about Benoit like you know all his close friends are like he did what yeah I can't believe that that's not the person I know but obviously the facts state for themselves and it's crazy that you can take that and you can pretty much apply it to, to every walk of life you know like I could easily say hypothetically that you know, Gordo, I can't believe he did that. That's not the person I know. Hey, but in, hey in be reality- very, very careful now. Be very, very careful with that one. We're, we're, walking down a, we're walking down a very fucking dodgy road here. I, no, I no, said no. hypothetically, Gordo, so we're talking fictitiously. So, you know, if you did drop a skittle, then that would be something that I wouldn't have thought that you would have done. Uh, all I will Hy- say is... Hypothetically. All- all I will say is hypothetically in the situation that you may be referencing and alluding to from my past, uh, I didn't need those skittles there. Can I? Can I? Here, try a bottle, and trust me, she'll like it too. That, she, need, I, she, she needed no skittling. Let's just leave it at that. Can I ask you? Was that the first time or the <laughs> second time? Hypothetically, I didn't know it was the second time. <laughs> <laughs> this is terrible stuff. There's an, yeah, there's an in joke here. Essentially, I had a weird ex. <laughs> uh, who, 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 I assume you mentioned who alleged that I done some weird shit and I did not. <laughs> I assume you talked about the Tonga kid while I was gone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I talked about Tonga kid and yeah, just yeah. the whole thing of how he was finding it hard to accept and the whole thing of you know he's not. What the uh, they I caught him on camera? The part where they caught him on camera, who where he said he was the third man. Where he yeah he said he was in the um, he was in the car. So Jimmy Snooker had said that she fell on the side of the road she'd gone outside to use the bathroom and they were driving to the venue and she fell she slipped and fell and banged her head and then she you know she passed away in her sleep essentially so the producer said oh you were there that night and he says that he was in the car on that night that she died and he drove the with them Mm-hmm. and they were like well Vin- Jimmy Snooker said to the cops that this is what happened and they're like oh no that I, oh, I don't remember that and yeah. then Meltzer tweeted about this later in the week uh, Meltzer tweeted a, qui- uh, a quick note on the dark side of the ring last night Tonga Kid did not wrestle at the TV tapings in Allentown nor anywhere there near there on the night in question mm. so but what struck me was that they, after 
Chunky said that they cut back to the investigator from the time and said you know that the reporter is like you know the person who was in this room before you what they just said and he's like oh that someone else was in the car and the reporter's like yes that's exactly what he said how did you know that and the report the, the, the investigator was like oh, oh yeah no definitely yeah what wait what you know backtracking it was it just kind of reinforces and ties into the narrative that they were trying to tell in the story that the fucking police were paid off all that he remembers is that there's a money in the bank ladder match contract qualifying opportunity he received money. one of those contracts he definitely received one of those contract my opportunities question though my, my big takeaway from this was how did the autopsy report not get followed up on the thing with the undertaker saying that the when there was not the, the undertaker the the Whoa, actual undertaker yes. on the funeral <laughs> Uh, say about how the autopsy report like you said about the autopsy report but when they were in the funeral home and Stucker showed up and was acting weird and crying over the over the over the corpse and having to be dragged away or whatever you know but it was the whole thing of how he said oh she looked terrible but then the the undertaker in the funeral home turned around and said well yeah we had a tough job of making her look good because she had the uh, bruise across her neck and all the cuts and abrasions across her body and like, the family how, didn't know about that how did that that like that's alarm bells left, right, and fucking center. That's a don't you put that body in the fucking ground moment. Nearly like that's exactly. that serious. Oh yeah, like it's. And then it had brought up that the the files were all classified. The autopsy report was classified, and somehow I can't remember exactly how it worked, but the journalist got somehow found some collection of files, and one of them had the autopsy in it, and said that the coroner had said that this should be ruled as a homicide, and it was never followed up on. Yeah. Which reopened the case. How? <sighs> because of the briefcase. I mean, the money in the bank contract ladder match <laughs> opportunity, whatever it was called. Briefcase. The money in the bank briefcase. Contract. 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 Um, the contract. All I'm saying, I stand by what I say on Raw, because I know we're not going to get to it. Alistair Black needs to win it and carry around the money in the bank. Elder Scroll. <laughs> he just went back to this horrible scene. And like, anyway, Alistair Black should win the money in the bank. Yes, because we're not going to get to Raw. And I had a good idea, so I was getting thrown in. I need to lighten the mood somehow. He just wants um, some cover. Cover. Oh, the civil suit. The family got the autopsy. That's yes. Um, yeah. Also, I love Rory's idea of the Simpsons meme with the lads walking out of the, uh, out the burlesque house. Superfly. Benoit. Oh, uh, New Jack. <laughs> Need to, need to remember to make uh, that but um, yeah no it was as you said out of the series and even maybe including last season possibly the weakest of the lot but it was a fucking tough one but I think Dave, Dave, but I think for a reason hey, Nicky. There were... hey Nick is he free to come on the podcast now How are you? tell him to get on his mic get on your mic we, we, we tell him we haven't talked about the actual wrestling yet we haven't talked about wrestling yeah and also to pull back the curtain <laughs> slightly uh, I, I need to go now my bathroom needs me <laughs> Nicky's saying an hour and a half go on ahead Gordo um, Nicky's saying an hour and a half but he does realise that there was far more shite talk to be had outside of wrestling like this week to be fair yeah Nicky died yeah um, the, um, yeah one of the weird things was the for me, the takeaway was, you know, when Snooker went to the, the trial and the, the case for, was it Murder Tree or something, whatever he was uh, being charged with, that his wife at the time, God knows how she got over the fact that her that his previous uh, romantic interest, you know, was 
allegedly bludgeoned to death by him. How I don't know how anyone can get over that first off. That should send alarm bells ringing for anybody. Uh, she said that, you know, going into that case, he didn't know where he was or what he was doing. You know, that alone just screams he was Benoit. You know, that, that should be a verb right now. That should be a common language of people who are, are so fucked up from traumatic injury to their head that they're liable to do freaky shit. That should be a thing. Yep. That should reinforce that these guys from that generation did so much bad shit to each other that they fucked each other up so bad. And, you know, Gordo's favorite film, Concussion, really expose all this. And if you haven't watched it, fucking watch it because it really kind of shows the impact of head trauma and the shit that the wrestlers in the 80s and 90s put themselves through. And cocaine. Cocaine does not help, allegedly. I don't know this from personal Much, much cocaine. Um, if if you're still with an earshot of Nicky or you can text him, just let, because he's not in this DM so someone maybe reach out to him on whatsapp just to let him know to let me know when he's free and i'll add him to this dm so ah production chat because um, i'm in the i have multiple dms with different people involved so there's one that paddy's is involved yeah. with as well i have all different calls so, b show um, b he, show go 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 well speaking of which the b team i'm surprised they didn't get cut yeah actually that's the one thing we could look at is surprised by people who weren't cut Iconics. Why, is, why is Lars Sullivan not being Iconics, mentioned? yeah. Uh, Lars Sullivan, the Iconics. I want to say Iconics before yeah. Steve said Iconics. I don't want the Iconics yeah. to go. I'm a big Iconics fan. Get them out. No, Australian I, I want my leader from getting them out. <laughs> well, they are quite con- considerably larger now than they were, they were in NXT. Hey, you leave Billy, oh. you, you leave Billy Bay alone. <laughs> you leave Dave Meltzer alone. Billy, Billy, Billy Bay um, is a fucking hero. You leave her alone. Look, I think we can all agree that there's many people that we were surprised weren't gone. Lars. Uh, Lars, I, Lars Sullivan. You know, I can't get that. It's it's maybe a thing because they're on, you know, injury leave, that they're on suspended leave anyway, possibly, that their contracts are being extended because of their leave of absence. So that might impact on their pay they're taking. So it might be, you know, something that they can deduct from their current overheads of salaries, possibly. I don't know. Yeah, but he's a fucking idiot. Obviously, <laughs> like he makes me look somewhat intelligent. Like, he makes Nolan look intelligent. No, he doesn't. There's Nolan uh, in the room. Yeah, there he is. Yeah, <laughs> he's got. Um, he's gone to a better place. <laughs> yeah, don't marry a wrestler if your name is Nancy. Wow! Wow! I mean, it's right there. Yeah, but you didn't need to say it. I didn't need to say That's it. Like, what about my bravery in saying it? No, no. You're awful brave. I'm very proud of you. Stunning and brave. Much like the article I sent to you earlier on. You've stolen my youth. Uh, childhood. And my childhood. And his dreams. With your How dare bars. you? I need to start getting more Greta clips. Eventually I'll need to transition from <laughs> Vince McMahon clips I'm a genius. to Greta clips. We'll become a Greta Stan podcast. Do you know what we should do mm-hmm. a B show on? We should do a B show on... The thing, Greta. The things that have become better as a result of the coronavirus. And one of the top on that list is no Greta Thunberg. You have stolen my dreams and my childhood with your Terrible. empty words. Well, hang on now. So technically was Greta Thunberg because she uh, put out the tweet saying that she thought that she had the virus. That got poor Greta. down so quickly. Yeah, because everyone is over her, except us, clearly. <laughs> <laughs> it's one of the greatest moments in television history. It goes 
Greta's How Dare You, The Moon Landing, Italian 90. <laughs> in that order. <laughs> oh. Oh, no lies detected. No lies detected. No lies detected. I can watch it. I've watched it a hundred times. It's so funny. Yeah, that's just so you can get clips. <laughs> <laughs> yes, clips. Um, yeah, whenever Nikki's free, we'll add him back in. Um, what else we had? Yeah, uh, horrible you... news and Irish news today of them losing the fucking wrestling school. Oh, fuck fucking yeah. Horrible. Joe Cabre tweeted out the owner of OTT has a um, wrestling school and he tweeted out that the landlord had basically shafted them. Um, they tried to work with them on the price and no dice. They wouldn't do it. Have you seen the follow-up? He shared the email. Oh, the I saw said. it. I haven't read it. Uh, I'm assuming that landlord's rent is, or mortgage is potentially frozen on oh, the yeah. property as well, by the way. He emailed Joe at 20 to 12 on Wednesday night and told him to be out by close of business today. So 36 hours or whatever. Less. Fuck. He's to move a fucking wrestling ring, let alone all the shit that was there. Lockers, people's gear. I'd imagine all sorts of and shit. And they have... Computers. Look at what sorts. they had. They have all their production stuff because it's where they film a lot of the vignettes. A lot yeah. of stuff that they've used. If you look at any OTT promo videos from the last year or so, a lot of mm-hmm. them have stuff shot there. They have the whole backdrop, the camera set up, the light rings, the whole lot. Um, it's a shame. That was a big step forward from the production side of things for them. Now, devil, devil's advocate somewhat because oh, you know, go on, we, here's we, the plan. We, we have to do some kind here he is now context it here's Leo that you, you, you know it's weird to me Leo that you know, you're, you're given two days to evacuate a premises within the law within the realms of legality so obviously there was yeah. some sort of payment not being made in terms of rent due for whatever reason, obviously he's engaging with people, which is obviously good to see, because if you're if you're just refusing to pay rent for whatever reason, then you know then that's where shit can go south. Uh, but the, the the fact that he has obviously shared the context of this landlord legally within the right to demand rent when rent is due, but not being open to financial arrangement is a complete dick move. Yeah. You can say being a cunt. Uh, oh, being 100% a cunt. I, at the end of the day, he's not going to get somebody new to fill that rent space right now. No, I would be... Now, in the grand scheme, he, he might have someone on the waiting list, so we don't really know, but it's highly unlikely that someone's just going to go up to this guy and say, hey, I see you've got a warehouse for, for rent. Can I take that, please? It, that's not likely to happen anytime in the next three to six months. So God only knows okay. what's going to happen. True. Can you mute yourself there? Just the tears. Um, Jordan Devlin has tweeted about it. Uh, Landlord refused to accept anything less than 100% of the rent we usually pay in a time where he knows it's impossible to earn that rent. I'm glad we're moving. Glad we're not giving a man like that any more money. The building isn't a school. It's the people in it. We'll go again. Yeah. They've got an amazing group of people. Um, well, as horrible as it what's is. What's the landlord expect? Um I, yeah, it's 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 greed. Uh, unfortunately, I think it's something that we're, you're you're going to see the best of people in this situation, which I think we have seen in a lot of cases. But you're also going to see the worst of people as well, and stuff like that is going to be part of it. Um, we all know people are dickheads. Exactly. Hey, Nick. Exactly. And <laughs> yeah, what a great first contribution this week. I'm so proud of you. <laughs> uh, yeah. No, I said we're going to see the best and worst of people. This is clearly the worst. Um, the people in the group, the OTT, not not, not even OTT, separate OTT from this school. 
the group of people that Joe have with regards to the people he has training there and the people that they have coming in for the class and stuff are a great group of people. They're going to be they're, they're going to be fine. It might take them a while to find somewhere when everything reopens again, but they'll get set up. They'll land on their feet, and I think they'll be better dealing with somebody who's actually going to at least have a relationship with them on that whole landlord-tenant sort of situation as opposed to someone who's clearly doesn't really give a shit um so yeah no they'll be okay yeah. but it's it's, still, anything, it's, still, it's, a, it's a it's a body blow but they'll they'll come back swinging to be fair if, if anything the the, the pos- prospect of a, a better facility might actually be in, uh, enhanced by from what they've left because even yeah. looking at it it always looked like it was tight for space especially so, so with where the, it's it's a garage it's a garage yeah. with an office in it yeah but with the amount of people that are realistically going to be going through that facility it's only going to increase with the popularity of OTT and the Irish School of Professional Wrestling. So yeah. it's probable that they needed a larger space anyway. Yeah. So it's it's possible that they could move to a better place now, possibly with similar or lower rents because more places are going to become available right now because of the way the shit's going down for a lot of people. Yeah. So you never know that, you know, the the universe has a way of unfolding as it should is a weird kind of phrase that I've heard throughout my life and you know this might be the best thing that ever happened to them that they've had to vacate their current premises for whatever shitty reasons that that they've uh, they've had to do it on and I think they've kind of gained I, I think how they've been trying to keep themselves promoted and keep themselves out there with some of the YouTube stuff they've done and everything since all of this has started Mm. they're getting more and more eyes on them they're starting to get themselves a bit more of a reach um, and I think more and more people are starting to finally latch on to what OTT is and what the people that are involved in it so yeah, yeah it feeds back into what you said where you know they're, they're, they're going to have a lot of hype they're going to have they're going to have people interested and invested in them so again, do you know what fine, but it's going to be it's, it's just going to be a case of finding them the right place and the right fit for them but they'll find somewhere I was absolutely fucking heartbroken this week because I realised that their 6th anniversary show which is due to be on October 31st, I'm going to miss. Because for the second year in a row, I have a freaking wedding to go to on October 31st. Oh, Why? man. What? I know. Fucking the rudeness Both of will some, be cancelled by then. Anyway. The rudeness of some people to have a wedding on October 31st. Mike, if you're listening to this back, you're nothing but an awful bollocks and I hope you get run over by a 10-ton truck. On the flip side, <laughs> nice. great first anniversary for the people who had it last year who I know will be at the show. So if they end up <laughs> listening to this... Their wedding was a fucking great laugh as well. That was a great fucking night eating their potato sandwiches at fucking four o'clock in the morning or three o'clock in the morning. Yep. And to be fair to Owen, I'll say two things to him. I only know two things that come from Wexford. Strawberries and knackers. And you're no strawberry. <laughs> Careful. We ha- well, there's a lot of Careful stories we have a about strawberries in the fucking and- chat at the moment. And, yeah, I have- and, on- and hello. <laughs> on the ah, call. Yeah. <laughs> from Rossi, don't count. But to be, to be fair, he's a strawberry. Okay. So there's a lot of stories about uh, strawberries and knackers. This, I mean, um, strawberries and people who are down on their luck uh, this week. Those pieces of shit in Galway. Cunts. Oh, uh, oh dickheads. A bullet. is beautiful. A bullet. Ruining Paul Nolan's most favourite Chinese restaurant. He was upset. He's, he's been crying for the last 24 hours straight about it. So, American listeners, it's going to be very hard to explain this. Um, there's a group of people that don't like to go to work. Um, they may have been drinking, taking drugs, I'd imagine. And they decided to go to a local restaurant, a Chinese restaurant. And they started beating the doors and the windows and threw a traffic cone through the window. Uh, because they're Chinese and they brought over the coronavirus. That's That was their idea here. 
Mm-hmm. Um, Let's just say, probably not the most well-educated. What? No. That was a very well-thought-out no. idea and strategy. Yeah. Uh, fucking idiots um, horrible shit um, I'm hoping there's a GoFundMe or something for them if they can't afford to pay because businesses are fucked at the moment mm-hmm. especially a restaurant yeah all they can offer is takeaway obviously it's, it's why myself Paddy are still trying to help stimulate local business by having food <laughs> from as many different restaurants as we can deliver within our two within exactly. our two takeaway a week limit we're trying to stick to our limit because we're both trying to be good but uh, yeah it's said, these people have to be struggling as it is um Especially when it's small as that, like it's it's not a big place. Um, no, it's a tiny little restaurant. But I, and I, I, on a very expensive, a very expensive street. Oh, like very expensive. The only, street. the only place that would be slightly more expensive was if they were to move maybe a hundred yards further up the street. Yeah, exactly. That's how like we're looking at one of the most expensive parts in Galway to rent somewhere, um, and they're doing quite well for themselves. They have a very good reputation, very good food. Um, Potentially the most expensive street to pay rent in the west of Ireland. Oh, easily, yeah. easily, I'd yeah. say, yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, yeah, we have a couple of fucking idiots who was said uh, not well educated and decide to do something that I thought Irish people in general were better than. I've seen stuff, I've seen clips and videos of stuff like that happening other places. Um, I think, yeah, I, I always thought Ireland was going to be better than that, but yeah, clearly not. So. Yes, most of Ireland is better than that. Most of Ireland is, and to be fair, I think yeah. I think Galway in general, by the way, has been fantastic for people staying in, keeping their distance. Uh, I was just down the beach, down the road from me there this morning for a nice little morning stroll. Uh, within two kilometers, of course. It's within two kilometers. It is. It's one point five kilometers from my house, so uh, I was able to go to the far end of the beach, and was just barely on the two kilometer limit. At least Lisa uh, worked out that the very corner of that beach is within two kilometres of our house, but the road to get to the beach isn't within two kilometres of our house. So we oh, can't go there. It's, a, it's a nice spot, beautiful. This morning was amazing <laughs> down there. <laughs> well, we have to uh, on the very far right of the beach. Make sure Harley doesn't get past that bit. <laughs> Goddamn Harley. But uh, yeah, no, it was nice down there. Um, and even at that there was a handful of other people around at that hour but it was the usual thing of you know even a car pulled up as I was walking up towards it and it was a case that they kind of saw me just kind of gave the hand out the window kind of off you go we'll wait a couple of minutes they waited till I was actually walked past them before they got out and they walked the opposite end of the beach kind of thing so you know people are being sensible but uh, yeah I said there's always some fucking idiots out there but, yeah it's been weird it's been weird but sure um all about socially distancing and I was just buying a bit of time because we may have something to potentially read live on the air here so sorry about that bit of a ramble yeah it looks extremely detailed um, so I'll try and surmise it as best as I can but um, filthy filthy Ryan Satin so it's a WB story so, Still don't information, so, so it's probably true um, companies making another change to how they will be filming for the next few months at the performance centre uh, we've learned that in an effort to have performers traveling as little as possible, the, 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 the WWE is filming schedule uh, going forward will be as follows. So SmackDown's live tonight, Raw will be live, NXT will be live, and Smack, SmackDown next week will be live. And then that weekend, Saturday, April 25th, two episodes of SmackDown will be taped. Um, and then Monday, two episodes of Raw will be taped. Uh, Wednesday, two episodes of NXT. So basically... They're taping the rest of the shows. They're not going to be live yeah. anymore by the looks of things. It really? looks like they're doing taping uh, every two weeks. Basically, yeah, a batch Up of taping until every two the weeks. 1st of July. 
yeah so taping them two weeks in advance and it looks like they're taped up until the first of july direct not very essential now are we do you reckon <laughs> like, do you reckon getting the essential order was to buy themselves time to like approve to the networks that you know spoilers aren't getting out there and stories of what we're doing at these tapings aren't getting out there so essentially you're in essence getting doesn't matter if it's the feel of live yeah. is the, the, the we, feeling we of just life is still going to be next. there you're not you're still going to have people tuning in because word isn't going to get out about what happened mm-hmm. and also yeah, as Fitz said by time because they don't have recorded content as well so it's going to bind them time to get something in place to record the content but also potentially bind themselves time to actually prove to the TV networks in case that clause of the whole you can only have three recorded ones was right at least could negotiate the show you're still going to get your live content sorry not live content you're still going to get your unspoiled content that people are going to want to tune in because they don't know what happened in advance because that's what first run content yeah first run first run that's what I couldn't think of the phrase but because that's because they don't have 60 years of like even if something is taken in the UK word got out something is taken in the performance centre word isn't getting out as we saw at Wrestlemania we we had a fucking half thought that Jeff Hardy was going to walk away from Wrestlemania (laughs) world champion wasn't even on the feckin thing uh, didn't even go there but you know it's a, that, that's something they probably proved with this couple of tape shows they've done that yeah look word isn't getting out there so networks may have been more lax <gasps> to allow that sort of stuff they've used the line again there's a quote we believe it is now more important than ever to, produce, uh, to provide people with a diversion from these hard times daddy oh, you don't the company know said in the previous is. statement <laughs> we are producing content on a closed set with only essential personnel in attendance following appropriate guidelines supposedly while taking additional precautions to ensure the health and wellness of our performers and staff as a brand that has been woven into the fabric <laughs> of society <laughs> WWE and its superstars bring families together and deliver a sense of hope determination and perseverance hashtag never give up hey. I added the last part myself things like they're getting some bad publicity as well out of this so I think that that could be another part of let, let's ease up a bit because at least just before I jumped on was watching the daily show with Trevor, Trevor Noah and he did a piss take mm-hmm. on and all he pretended to be someone going up against Triple H and they, they put Ambrose's face or uh, the governor of Florida's face on Ambrose when he's getting beaten down by the, by the sheet by Seth Rollins and Triple H and all yeah nice so yeah they're getting publicity so <sighs> the great Vince oh, McMahon okay. just the other one that Fitz just shared uh, Kobe Covington expects to be in WWE by 2021 with his first target being Drew McIntyre <laughs> oh god <laughs> Oh, Kobe. Yeah, Kobe Covington. What a man. Let him show up on Raw in his MAGA hat and see how that goes for them. Be interesting. They'll do it. They'll do it. If Vince is on this fucking. Um, if Vince is on this thing where he's going to get dragged into it, he'll do it. Have they struck a deal with the networks to reduce the price that they get paid or to reduce the, the funding they receive or whatever? Um, because of the live rule they're only allowed two live shows I, I, a year I think they may have renegotiated something around it but the fact that nothing got out about Mania or anything like that I, I honestly think that they may have they managed to save it. themselves yeah. a lot of money I think yeah. they managed to keep themselves maybe that, a good bargain maybe that saves this yeah exactly and it might have saved a lot of people's jobs here yeah. these cuts might need to be made now yeah very true um yeah, it's it's going to be interesting though. It's going to be interesting to see how to do because I mean, money in the bank is going to be in front of a, an empty arena, which is going to be strange. As is as is double or nothing. Um, as Fitz has put in, Fitz is currently unable to speak at the moment, so we should just make fun of him. <laughs> tan, tan, tan. <laughs> sure, it's only from tip anyway. Uh, but he 
uh, AEW double or nothing going ahead on pay-per-view with no Quite crowd good um, oh sir <laughs> so will they get the same backlash WWE got for running Wrestlemania no probably not in fairness people seem no, to have an extra because no. the melt yeah. the melt will yeah. be all for it they'll be sending it <laughs> absolutely sending it there was a thing I saw on Twitter that people were saying that Double or Nothing has already been taped I wouldn't be surprised mm. you consider where we were a week ago without the Florida order They now they can go maybe maybe it, say it's already taped I'd go fuck it let's do it again go down to Daly's Place again or whatever it is Apparently, Daly's um, Place is now a uh, testing centre oh, oh that, that means they'll have a crowd is <laughs> <laughs> that their way of getting around having a crowd you can show up for your COVID test and you can just sit there and watch the match for a couple of minutes while they swap it yeah I don't think you can get away with charging $50 for a taped pay-per-view didn't WWE try and do fucking 60 or something to get the two of them on fight has numbers have numbers come out about that usually it takes a week for the pay-per-view numbers I doubt anyone fucking bought it on fight jeez madness Madness. One to, Whatever about traditional yeah, pay-per-view. If you don't have a good internet some people connection, might have no, you know, yeah, fair enough. But yeah, yeah when I'm fight, you're still using your internet connection. <laughs> so, and it's not like I don't want to give money for WWE to WWE Network. I'm gonna get even more of a give the fucking fight for this. Like, yeah. <laughs> cancel hashtag cancel WWE Network. Those people. You can't cancel it. You don't even have the feckin' thing. <laughs> I have the free version. It's quite good. The only thing that isn't on it is WrestleMania <laughs> from this year. Well, even if you even if you pay for it over here, you're not getting NXT live or yeah. even on a day advance. Yeah, anymore. that's the other thing. Or day delay. That's another thing to come out. Yeah, a week delay for NXT now. Fuck you, BT Sport. Yeah, none again. Not a good, not a good look. People, now, people admittedly, no, admittedly, I haven't watched it on the network since. Same. It switched. Is that because you've been just watching wrestling? Because I no watch. That's because I watch wrestling, or I actually watch it on a BT Sport app, which Fitz has via other people. Ah, legally. Yeah. legally, legally, I have uh, I have Sky with Sky Go, which means I can actually on my Skybox download an ad-free version of it within around about six hours of it going out. I just stream it illegally on the internet. <laughs> no, what? your friend, your friend sends no, me the tape. You watch the I watch wrestling. It's all totally above board. Like essentially, what's happening um, is at the moment, since Steve is currently uh, in a strange job situation given the current circumstances, uh, what he's saying is he has the, he has the potential to watch wrestling twenty four. Dot net. How does dot i end? My bad. That no, this is the twenty four one. Most things, just watch wrestling. I, I've heard that I've, people have tried to send me friends, links have, friends have sent me stuff I won't I won't though yeah there's a link being sent around through WhatsApp to a Google Drive um, folder filled with loads of movies and I, I wouldn't be interested in that sort of thing myself now so if any of you wanted to investigate I could send you the link to see what you thought <laughs> well it wouldn't be for <laughs> see me see if no. it was above board or not wouldn't be for me now no no it's grand I've already got a dodgy box that I've hooked up to my Amazon Fire Stick that I can watch anything I want when I want a doggy box, doggy yeah. box. like to feed the dogs. Yeah, yeah. You feed the yeah. dogs. Yeah. I, hear, I hear there's also many a link been sent around about fantastic types of pornography or whatever it could be called. <laughs> pron, pron, <laughs> pron, 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 pron
<laughs> Apparently, there's also sorts of Brazilian fart types and everything involved in it. There are any WWE <laughs> network logins going around in there? Ah, ah, yes, the old WWE login and the Chinese. Uh, <laughs> the Chinese got broken into that. Yeah, it's no, no Chinese, oh, it's just the network logins. We really don't want to talk about um, the Wednesday Night War, do we? Go for it there, because I have to go pee. Is there anything you want to talk about? Because we are two hours in now, so yeah, I, I don't um, want to stay on too much longer. Lance Archer versus Cole Cabana happened. Pretty that was big entertaining. Match. Yeah, good match. Uh, Colt is looking more athletic now than he did five years ago, whatever he's been doing. Fair mm-hmm. fucks um, Jericho so, in commentary is fucking oh, amazing. Money. That was a highlight of Dynamite. Saving AEW for me. It's the only reason I'm actually interested in the last week or so, or last week or two, has been Jericho in commentary. He's been gold. Yeah. Right. What did you think of the uh, empty arena match? Uh, could have shaved 20 minutes off it and I still would have thought it was May. I this is would, something... No, go on. I would agree. I th- I, these matches, I, they're so weird. And it's so weird that we're have that we able to talk about it now because you have Moxley and Hager. You had last week Gargano and Ciampa. And the week before that, you effectively had the same match with Edge and Orton. So within two, three weeks, you've had three matches that you could compare and contrast quite clearly. And none of them really kind of stood out to me in terms of technical ability, in terms of what you saw wrestling skill-wise. I would still think that Orton and Edge was by far the best story being told. Uh, I would compare and contrast the AEW and the NXT match quite similarly in terms of the story they told and the, the, the technical aspects of what you saw. Uh, they were meh. I think there was less hype associated with the Mox hype? Hager. Hype? Yeah, hype? No, 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 no. How no. was Gronk still there? Of all, we, of, of all weeks, Nick, we're not talking about getting hyped right now. We, we ain't hyped. He's no. just a broski in a bottle. you got to rub him the right Yeah. So the, the, the only reason that Mojo Raleigh is still there is because he is friend. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> so I, that isn't a very hype thing to say, Nick. It's very, very, uh, it's very negative talk. It's low hype. That's all I'd say. Low hype. Low negative hype. hype. Yeah. So I would say that he, all things being considered, the expectation to delivery, I probably enjoyed Hager Moxley more than I enjoyed Gargano Champa. Based on what I expected to what was delivered. Yeah. Now that 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 doesn't mean it was better. It just means that it kind of equalized what I was expecting rather than what was actually delivered. Yeah. Now the the the, the thing that I took away from this, I went into this with a heightened expectation, uh, because during Black Wednesday, which is what I'm going to. Uh, oh yeah, that's the that's what. This affectionately know this as, but uh, during Black Wednesday, when all of the the culling was happening. Um, Wrestling Observer were live on YouTube with their special guest John Moxley hyping up this match and he said obviously he didn't want to insult people's intelligence that the match was pre-recorded and everyone knows that it was going to be uh, everyone that saw it would have seen it was recorded in Florida a couple of weeks ago uh, but he said that it was sent on to Jim Ross to voice over the commentary on this and apparently both himself and Hager got a text afterwards essentially thanking them for the fact that he got to be a part of it or something like that so they basically they were getting they were getting praised from JR for the fact that he got to commentate over this. So I went into this with a really heightened expectation, and around about, around about fifteen minutes from the end, I turned to Paddy and was like, 
this thing needs to end. Yeah. Can we stop with 35, 40 minute fucking empty arena brawls? Ten, they don't work. Ma- uh, I thought around about the sweet spot of a match length was the Tazawa Swerve match this week. Talking yeah, about 10, was, 12, 15 minutes. Yeah. Very good match. High paced. Squeeze your shit into 10, 12, 15. Like if you fit a 20 minute, a, a 20 minute arena match should be around about a 12 to 15 minute empty arena. But did you enjoy the ramen noodle suplex? Oh, Jesus oh. Christ. Oh. Ramen noodle moonsault. Oh, ramen noodle moonsault, yeah. Moonsault, I stand corrected, yep. yeah. 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 But, you know, it's, mm-hmm. I, I still think that essentially if you're looking at something in an arena, you have to sell to the crowd that bit extra. So, what, as I said, should be around about a 20 minute match in an arena, you're looking at 12 to 15 in an empty arena because you'll reduce some of that selling because you're not going to have the reaction. You're not going to have the crowd trying to pump you up. You're not going to have hot tags. It's, hot tags are horrible in empty arena. Exactly, empty arena tag matches yeah. are a fucking disaster. You've hit the nail on the head right now in terms of the biggest problem affecting all companies. And nobody's doing this right. Everybody's doing this wrong right now is that they are not tailoring their content to the fact that there is no live audience to rebound off of. So what you like, the only thing I can can kind of compare and contrast this with in my mind is in New Japan, where the audience are very much distant from the actual product you're seeing on the TV yep. because they're not loud and boisterous like an American audience is. <clears throat> you need a more technical-based match that people watching on TV can get invested in rather than a brawl that really only kind of interacts with the crowd and gets the oohs and the ahs and the boo and a yay, boo, yep. yay. That's, that's a live audience field type of match. That's why Orton and Edge wasn't well-received in my opinion that's why Gargano Ciampa wasn't well received in my opinion and that's why Moxley and Hager wasn't well received in my opinion you need to be able to produce a content that is applicable for the audience that's viewing it yeah. and nobody is really hitting the nail on the head with that the best that I can see so far was that uh, was that episode of Smackdown where they put on uh, was it Daniel Bryan and um, Drew Gulak yeah yeah. Another one around about. Yeah. That, very, very that was good. that was probably the best match I've seen since this whole pandemic kicked in. Oh no, when, that was the, that was no the pre-show. Fans. That was the pre-show for Chamber, wasn't it, or something? Um, maybe it wasn't them. Maybe it was someone else. It, but it involved one of those guys. Yeah, I know. I know, I know what you're talking about. But was anything around Arrow? that time, though. Yes. Bryce? Yeah, Bryce's arrow or Gulak, Gulak's arrow, so Gulak Nax or something like that. But it was involved in that whole. That whole that, setup. That, I don't, that, I don't that feud, yeah. Anything involved in that because you're all talking technical people. You're talking but people that's who what know I mean. how like, to change the, shit up. The thing that comes to mind right now is with everything we know about the pandemic and the fact that there's no live audiences there, what I want to see more than anything right now is a Zack Sabre Jr. match. Yeah. Uh, I give you Devlin Bate from OTT that time. Oh, yes. <laughs> Genuinely. I, 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 I loved OTT Gems last week. Like, I got to see it both nights, thankfully. I saw most of the content that, that happened. Um, and I loved everything of it. But why I want to watch his Axe Sabre Jr. match is the fact that it doesn't need an audience. Yeah. You know, you can watch his Axe Sabre Jr. match and you can be the biggest fan and watch for 20 years or you can be a relatively new fan and want to be invested in what you're seeing yeah so as long as you're watching it and want to be and want to be engaged it's not not a passing interest because if you're if you have a passing interest and you just manage to flick it on you probably won't get invested in watching a Zack Sabre Jr. match because it, it won't cap no. your attention like a, a reverse 450 or a Spanish fly off the top rope that's just going to capture the imagination of most but, people 
but Fitz, the thing is, they had they had the Spanish God against Sugar Dunkerton, though. <laughs> no, Suge. No, Suge. Suge. Like I said, uh, Jericho was gold this week, but yeah, it's just you know, no, this, the the first company that properly engages this is going to win, I think, big because they will have tapped into something that no one else is doing right now. Yeah. Is the fact that you need to invest heavily in the people that can perform and can yeah. engage in a match that the viewer on TV can get engaged in and enjoy. Nobody's like, doing it. Everyone no. is trying to put on a match that is just generic or, you know, that they've always put on. And WWE are the biggest victims of it right now because... And the women's matches sound like porn. They really, really <laughs> do. I'm turning down the volume here. Yeah, like, like many it's... people, I think uh, Dobbs even said that, you know, he can't watch WrestleMania because people around him in the house next door possibly will think that he's watching something that he's not supposed to be watching. Yeah. It's, imagine, it's, imagine, if, if, imagine if you have a girlfriend who's not, who's not a wrestling fan herself wouldn't be up watching it and next thing you gotta know where she wakes up and she hears you watching the fucking Bukaki Warriors against Bliss Cross Applesauce of Mania she'd probably think you are watching Bukaki some of this fucking shit that she hears like you know um, hear some weird shit like yeah like it's both, com- both companies I will say have made the slight adjustment that both shows seem to be having more matches they realise that segments and stuff are going to work without the crowd reaction. They're they're going with a couple of vignettes, but they are very much going cool. We need to put matches out there. My worry, AEW wise, is AEW are going very. They're going too squash match heavy. Well, the problem is because they're bringing in too many noobs. They recorded them two to three weeks ago. Yeah, and this this goes back to Steve's point of you know live versus taped. The problem is they can't react right now because they've taped so far in advance. Yeah, yeah. they're still they, going to have. They've allegedly taped, uh, what are we, the 15th of April was the last show we saw. So they've taped two, maybe three more shows in advance to get them to the point of where they're going to be close to the build up to Double or Nothing. Yeah. So the next two to three shows we see of AEW are going to be recorded two to three weeks from now in the past, and they can't react. This is where WWE, and I will give them credit, NXT this week was a better show because of the live content and they've been able to kind of pivot where they're producing yeah. their show from. And the fact that it was recorded with AEW, you know effectively what you're going to get. And I know what I'm going to get next week is another qualifying match for the TNT Championship. There's probably going to be some Britt Baker uh, development. I- ITV4 title. Sorry, ITV4 Championship. <laughs> <laughs> but you also know because of the way AEW has been produced for the last couple of weeks and the fact that if you're following Beat being the elite on YouTube, the Young Bucks aren't involved. SCU aren't involved. So you know that they're missing a lot of their top stars. So tuning in next week to AEW, you know straight away that Hangman Page, Young Bucks, SCU, none of them are going to be there. So you're going to see the same faces you've seen for the last couple of weeks. And I think that that's been kind of reflected in the ratings that's come out for the last couple of weeks as well. Yeah, they're having that and essentially the only new people you're seeing really show up with the exception of the Exalted One and Matt. Um, are guys who are literally just indie guys or are not really going to have anything long term in the company whereas you look at NXT and they had two people finally show up on TV this week that are real players yeah. and are going to have a long term yeah. impact there um, they have two guys there who like, again Thatcher I don't know if he'll ever be NXT champ but you're looking at him as being a very solid contender he's going to be in among your North American title he's going to put on terrific matches um, and then you look across who I know a lot of people may not have full exposure to him if people haven't been watching some of the stuff he's done. 
He's got the look. He's got the whole package of himself and Scarlett. He's he, he would talks say, about himself, but he has the, he has her there to add to it. He, I would say the names. Most people don't know who Carrius Cross is right now. Carrion. Carrion Cross. Carrion Cross. Like to be fair, he's Killer Killer, Killer Cross from uh, Impact Days. The va- I would say ninety five percent of people don't know who he is right now. Yeah. And when he actually debuts properly in terms of coming out in front of the camera into the ring with the lady that he comes with. She's got a lovely Steve, career. Steve's favorite career of all time. Apparently her new name is Roxanne. What? You don't have to put on that red light. She doesn't have to put on the red light. <laughs> but she had a perfect name, Scarlett Bordeaux. Yeah. Roxanne. <laughs> no. <laughs> they can't own that. They can't own that name. That's the problem. That's the problem. I know, problem. I know, and it's oh, my, one of my biggest. Did WWE keep the rights to see through Long Island Story? Uh, well, there's going to be C for Matt Cardona <laughs> oh, and C yeah. through Long, Long Island Story. Story. <laughs> uh, but even you're saying the two of them, like obviously NXT built up the two right of them. End, rough. Uh, they basically reinvented or, and re-debuted Dexter Loomis this week as well. So there's three kind of ones that they kind Paddy's of. Paddy's favorite. Paddy's calling him Breakout Star of the Year already, uh, <laughs> and I'm not far behind. I like the look. I like him. He does yeah. the blink. I like the look of him. He's weird. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I, I said it to Nick when we were watching it last night. It's the gloves that make it for me. Just, just mm. like he is, if you've watched Mindhunter on, on uh, Netflix, he's he's just, he's a character out of that. You expect him, a story to come out that he's murdered 17 people. The crawl around the ring is creepy mm-hmm. as fuck. Yeah. It's, it's like, as a it gimmick. Works. Like we've criticized and I've criticized WWE for not having gimmicks that can resonate well enough with people for long enough. He resonates with people because he is kind of tapping into the uh, what you want to call it, true crime drama kind of phenomena that's happening right now. Everyone's watching um, Mindhunter. Everyone's watching you know anything that Netflix is producing because we can't Tiger fucking. King. We can't fucking leave the houses right now. Not watching Mindhunter anymore because they cancelled it. I'm a, I'm amazed that Scarlett's new name isn't Carol. <laughs> but it's fucking great though. Yeah. Well, you should make Sarah Logan. Should that should be your gimmick? Just call herself Carol Baskin. <laughs> no, because Keith Lee is going to come out and start saying Carol Baskin is glory. <laughs> That's true. Uh, um, but yeah, apparently I don't know where I saw it, but someone saying Roxanne. What they're gonna call yeah. it? Be grand. Roxanne. No, as, as right you don't have to put on that red light. Um, yeah, that's pretty. What else happened? Uh, Tegan Knox and Shotzi are teaming up against Raquel Gonzalez and Dakota next week. Let's just get to the meat here, boys. Valor and Velveteen. I was wanting to see how long till we just cut through all the bullshit and say let's get to it. <laughs> Let's get to the meat. So let's talk about the fucking Kobe beef. <laughs> Talking about how uh, and the, things that Finn wishes he had, or wishes, things oh, Finn wished he could tweets. forget about. The dream is back. Have you seen what he's tweeting about? Oh, uh, Queen Cathy. Queen Cathy. Because <laughs> the apparently Velveteen Dream and Cathy had a little bit of tang. Oh, they had a thing. They had a thing. Really? I had a tang. Yeah, yeah. Like, mm-hmm. Legitimately a thing? Uh, apparently they. Yeah, yeah. For a while, for for a long time, apparently she was the only person he was following on Twitter. He'd follow her, oh, and sometimes he'd have two followers, her and whoever he was feuding with. Was this before or after <laughs> Balor? After Balor. After Balor, I Ooh. imagine. Well, apparently Balor's at her, uh, apparently Balor coup de grade in his missus. So, uh, 
<laughs> she prego now, apparently. Um, really? Apparently, apparently. Congratulations to the future demon spawn. Um, <laughs> someone, he's dropped the old 1916 yeah, in he there. dropped the 1916 in her. Um, apparently, this, somebody, somebody no saw more. somebody put out something about it. Um, I nearly said something fucking terrible. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, apparently you put out something about it. I don't know how true it is, but yeah, yeah. He ba- baby trapping that. Can't blame. Him. Did you fucking but see his way, one? Did you see that woman? Velveteen Dream and Finn Balor, give it to me now. I can't wait till next week. And see, Just took it to my face. You know I've never been so happy Wednesday. to not have a job. See, Steve, this, this <laughs> is a perfect example of NXT being able to pivot because they are doing live shows. You know, if they were like AEW and, and taped six, seven weeks in advance, they were committed to the storyline of Velveteen Dream versus Adam Cole, and they would have had to continue that and have that match in two or three weeks' time or whatever way the story would have played out. But because they're doing live, they were able to park Dream and Cole for a later date, whenever they're able to do a takeover or when they want to want to produce an in-house no-fans takeover. But now they're able to pivot to Dream versus Balor and have that as a storyline leading up to Dream versus Cole. So this is a perfect example of why WWE won the, the kind of Wednesday Night War this week because they were able to, you know, pivot and, and put on something that people weren't expecting and people weren't able to engage with. Yeah, not, not like- Com- Comment of the week has to go to Jordan. <laughs> the Kathy Kelly Derby next week. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Uh, can, I, can I be part of that? I mean, fuck a triple threat. It's like the modern day Terry Runnels Invitational or whatever it was, wasn't it? Oh, God. <laughs> Jesus, that's a battle royal. Yeah, oh my God, Jesus. could you imagine that being on TV now? You couldn't get away with that. Jesus. Cat, Cathy Kelly, on a, contract. Cathy Kelly on two poles match or something. What? Jerry Lawler with yeah, your see, commentary. It, it, no, we can't have in the commentary brief? anymore. <laughs> What what was in the briefcase? As soon as that briefcase is captured, you're not safe. Any night, anywhere. And the Money in the Bank contract, of course, by the last two women's Money in the Bank contract winners, Alexa Bliss and Bailey, have cashed in successfully the same night they won the contract. You weren't here for this, Nick, but we've decided that that happened because they're not allowed to say briefcase anymore after Dark Side of the Ring. They knew what was coming on Dark Side of the Ring at the briefcase. Money story. in the Bank contract. And then... One more time, one more time before we go. Now the final Women's Money in the Bank contract ladder match qualifying opportunity. Fucking amazing. <laughs> it's still all those words together. It's, it's beaten Greta for Steve's favorite clip of the last year. Uh, how dare you? I'm curious as to how they managed to get Tamina out of the SmackDown Women's Championship opportunity now after Dark Side of the Ring. There ain't nobody meaner than Tamina. She, perhaps she had a brief case of coronavirus Who knows? Oh. was she the one was she she was the one uh, oh. a brief case brief of case. the covid brief, brief case, case. <laughs> a brief case of the covid and what i meant was brief brief case you meant brief case allegedly meant what brief. i was trying to do was tie it all back together to vince paying off vince, vince, vince allegedly probably allegedly. most likely paid off the cops because otherwise otherwise he just walked out of there without a briefcase and like that could have been a very valuable just, briefcase that he just completely forgot about because of the severity of the situation yeah it was a stressful it's just a shame he had to go make poopsies and he forgot his briefcase I, like, all that i've often done it of a pint if i've been in the pub or something i don't think i've ever done a briefcase <laughs> how dare you Okay, sorry, sorry. I've done it with the remnants of a pint. 
I'd never do it with a full pipe. Come on. You know me. Look, I, like, literally, Goldie is right here. I brought Goldie home with me. For those, for those that don't know, Goldie is the trophy that I have for drinking many pints quite quickly. The incredibly expensive pints competition. two euro trophy from fucking. All I know is, all I know is once, we eventually, once we eventually get back to work, uh, my name will be on it three times along with the name Cola Cubes, uh, which is an affectionate nickname I was given. Because I had a bag of cola cubes once. <laughs> hashtag hashtag Yang love, Gang for life. Uh, you love the bullying in that workplace. I really miss it. Someone shows up with a bag of cola cubes and that is his name for the rest of his life. Six, nine. <laughs> it's, it's literally labelled on the trophy now. Uh, although if we ever end up getting a title belt to replace the trophy, I'm claiming ownership of that trophy. <laughs> that's fair. That's fair. You do uh, dominate it. And for the record, ad- NXT. 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 Yeah, full house. Even uh, the ratings agreed this week. Yeah, NXT wins again this week. Uh, the decimals weren't moved this week, which was interesting. What happens though? Like, I, I want to know what happens. Like, it could have been, it could have been eight thousand four hundred instead of nine thousand in instead of eight thousand or whatever. <laughs> I'm just surprised um, that you that 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 would become an issue. Like, because it was so, so funny. because it was so close, I can see why they did it. Because it was so far away. This I know. Because he's a petty cunt. <laughs> it's just funny because it was so little petty it's like come on they've won like what have they won 23 of the 29 weeks I will say and you're moving AEW won the, the demographic it's all about them demos. the demo the, the word that nobody in wrestling viewership ever knew about <laughs> this time last year <laughs> they'll become the word like, like oh, I will say so if, I, I will say just to throw back to last week's thing if this came from the likes of would say Bixen Span or Sean Rossap. People who have been reporting on this stuff and I think I won't say have more integrity. I think that's doing Melzer a disservice. But I think seem less biased in some of the reporting of certain things. Like I yeah, said, uh, S- SRS has gotten a lot was... of praise this week for how he's handled the stuff around the releases and rightly so. He's been phenomenal. Anytime yeah. at the big like this happens, he's always the go to guy. We've said it for a long time. Same as um he's been phenomenal. Um Seeing if this came from him, it wouldn't have had as big a reaction. The fact it came from Meltzer and the the whole Wrestling Observer camp is what made it worse because there is that whole thing of the bias, you know? Um, Anybody else, even a random egg Twitter account where you knew the information was fact, nobody would have shit on it. If it came from the Melt, I wouldn't have fucking minded it as much. Yeah. Actually, I would, would, but I probably wouldn't have seen it because for my mental health, I've tried avoiding that bitch's account. Uh, <laughs> did you see that apparently WWE have uh, filmed some stuff at WWE HQ in Stamford, Connecticut, top of Titan Towers, on the roof for Money in the Bank? What? Oh, record the whole oh thing. Oh my god. Yes. What? Do it. Record the whole And then Sting comes down from a helicopter and takes the contract, not briefcase, contract. Fucking Ultimate X. Takes the- Record an Ultimate X match <laughs> up there instead. Brain cannot come. Oh, that could be class. I assume it's Bray, a Bray match that they probably did some stuff for and involves the roof. Oh. Well, we're really glad that we are her, we're his friends. This is a friendship oh, that, could, that could, could never ever end. So say they fire 100 wrestlers. They won't. Say they fire 100. They're going to fire 99 and leave one so that Bray can throw somebody off the, off the roof <laughs> in, in TV land and then he'll get released the next day. 
Um, with the new taping schedule, I'd imagine, as I said it earlier, but I'd imagine that means that the TV contracts are all good now. They're not worried about money and nobody else is going to get released. I'd hope so. Famous last words, but I'd feel a bit shitty if I was a, a Leo Rush or a Zack Ryder from yesterday. I would yeah. think didn't know that the mon- you know. this changes nothing. I would think that in WWE land, if they want to release more, they will release more. And I, that, to be honest, you know, I don't, possibly. as much as it sucks for the people, it's going to be great for the indie scene. Yep. Mm-hmm. Once everything All gets know, back up. Exactly. We could potentially have Good Brothers versus Kings of the North to follow up Revival versus Kings of the North. <laughs> I hate to say it, a lot of the yep. stuff I'm looking at is literally, I'm looking at tag matches and saying, who can I put up against the Kings of the North? Fuck it, like- Bring over the Major Brothers. Major Brothers versus Kings of the North. Or actually, no, Major Brothers versus Be Cool and Joe Cabray. Fuck it. <laughs> oh, God. Or yeah, fuck it. Re- reunite the Angel Cruisers. Do you reckon you could get Angel Cruz to come back to face Hawkins and Ryder? I reckon so. <laughs> oh, you could. Of course he could. You're missing the big picture here. If you're not excited for the biggest thing to come out of this release, then I don't know what's wrong with you. It's got to be Heath Slater bulking up, hulking out, and coming back to WWE to win a world title. Completing the prophecy. He's going to win that title in Saudi Arabia, complete with back (laughs) (laughs) Just as God intended. It is decided. Uh, Just a shout out to Slater. I I think it was you shared it, Fitz. Uh, I put it in the chat there. uh, Retweeting the whole thing. He retweeted a tweet about the Irish School of Wrestling being shut down, just saying, that sucks, I'm sorry. Even just being on that radar and paying Getting attention to something like that, it was a horrible moment for himself as well. Mm. You know? I wonder, did they go through... Fair play to him. They did they go through training at the same time? They would have. They would have. FC, our send of FCW, Joe would have been there, so yeah. Was Joe not part of the first NXT? He was, but that moved from... That was the FCW float over. Oh, did it? Yeah, okay. so he would have... So that was with Neville and Sami Zayn and all those English... Got all yeah. them lads would have been floating around that time. So yeah, they would oh have yeah, I suppose they do know each other. So yeah, well, yeah, it's just just a classic. Still pretty cool. Still must, pretty cool. Must be a horrible moment for himself, and even to read like yeah. something like that. That I'm look, I mean, and I'd lo- again love to see Slater over here. I think Slater's entertainment value. We thought we we waxed lyrical about Maverick earlier. Slater is in that boat as well, man. Slater was with the Undertaker. That was the guy they had him working with yeah. behind the scenes. Yes. Bret tune-up. Hart as well. He was tune up guy. You know, simple as. Yep. You can't get. I mean, you can't get more highly thought of than to be that guy to look after yeah, people exactly. like the Undertaker. McGillicuddy looked after the Rock. Dash Wilder helped so, get Edge back into fucking ring shape well, after. That eight was years. Wilder and Austin. Apparently, both of them. They just didn't have the cameras there today. Austin's were there. Yeah, was there. Right. Okay. Did. Yeah. There you As go. Nick said, and they kept it quiet. That never got out that no. they sent the ring or anything mm-hmm. like that. As Nick said, Indies, um, Indies, Indies could profit from this once things get back to normal but it's all a case of when things get back to normal yeah. uh, revival for OTT 6th anniversary please <laughs> oh revival kings oh. I said it the day the revival released revival kings of the north could be fucking incredible and like king Gorilla, gorillas of destiny versus revival in the stadium uh, give it money. give me all these things money, in the money, stadium yeah yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, like oh, any any Kings match. Angel Cruisers versus the Revival. Oh. <laughs> I'm just every tag team versus the Revival. I'm quite looking forward yeah, to. Yeah, whatever. Like Joe, I'm assuming he, he's a sensible man. He knows his business. He knows people would fucking jump at that. I said it to you in our super secret production chat that gets referenced every week. I would probably pay as much as I paid, if not more, for the Elite meet and greet 
or not the elite, but the Bucks, Cody, and Skrull. I know Omega wasn't at that one. I'd pay as much for Revival in a heartbeat. I fucking love those guys. They've yeah. some of my favorite matches WWE have put on in the last five six years. Of I've been Revival matches. Give me all of them. There's Jordan in the chat there. Revival versus Hangman and and Kenny. Oh, another good oh. one. So there's Jordan a question for you in the chat there as well. So I did. Uh, Tony Kelly put out a podcast with Joe today or yesterday as well heard really good things about it haven't watched it yet but or listened to it yet heard good things about it it's on Wrecking Me Head with Tony Kelly uh, I've, I've listened to a couple of them very good Tony mm. Kelly proud Waterford man much love so there's a question for you though of all the people that have been released within the last few months that are still unsigned or effectively unsigned where do you see the, like the top prospects going and what are the best matches that you're looking forward to seeing <laughs> revival Lucha Bros <laughs> don't put the revival anywhere near those scumbags no. only bring them um, in Lucha Bros out I think some, Lucha Bros out I think something that actually genuinely could be amazing would be the thoughts of a revival versus Santana Ortiz in something that's more of a not necessarily no holds barred no no yeah. no something with a bit more grit something more along the lines of a no holds barred it'd be, <laughs> sorry I'm such a it'd, it'd be a new wrinkle to revival <laughs> but I think that I, I think if you're looking at wanting to bring out the full potential what Santana and Ortiz have if they got in there with a revival and something with a bit more lax rules even more lax than a normal AEW tag match uh, I think they could have match of the year potential among the four of them I personally you could even have the revival taking the piss out of the rules just being Compl- like going after the referee but like what are you doing he's been in here for oh, yeah. X amount of seconds or yeah. you know right. you could do all that with them as well I, I personally think the revival would be smart to stay away from signing exclusively with any one company straight away Tag League mm-hmm. you know you could e- you could easily sign up to the Tag League like Gordon get a Moxley get a Moxley like if you're, if you're going to sign with any of the big companies namely AEW or New Japan you need to be able to work other companies as well you know, you can't sign exclusivity for TV with one company because that's just going to hamper you straight away. You need to be able to work the indies. Do a, do one year circuit. So you're signing up to do a show in OTT. Do a show in RevPro in UK. Do a show in WXW in Germany. Uh, do a tour in New Japan, whether it's the World Tag League. Make an appearance on NWA because they would be fucking great throwbacks to have there, on yeah. that show. Mm-hmm. They, want, they would absolutely need- steal the show there. I need revival having a promo off against Eddie Kingston. Oh, I, yes. And I need the revival against the Rock and Roll Express. Oh. <laughs> I need. I want to see where the Cornet for. Oh, the Jim Cornet, the Cornet Invitational, the Cornet Derby. I need to see the revival and <laughs> Cornet engage in something. I need, We need to do No Mercy '99. Okay, Jim Cornette Invitational. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> the winner gets Jim Cornette as a manager. Jim <laughs> How ironic! Uh, like to be fair, right um, now I think the revival are the hottest prospect for anybody to sign up. Uh, they're the one I'm looking forward to the most. Closely followed by Rusev yeah. and then Leo Rush in that order for me. Uh, Rusev, I think would would benefit from the same sort of uh, tour. You know, get around there and kind of meet and greet the fans and make a name for himself on the independent circuit. Effectively, serve time. And I hate that kind of phrase because it means like you haven't made your dues, which he has. But it just, you know, it really kind of gets you over as being a man of the people and wanting to, you know, serve the the crowd that kind of made him popular through means that he wasn't supposed to get popular. Leo Rush, I'd bypass all of that and go straight into AEW. Yeah, uh, Because 
Yeah. He, he he's just made for TV. His character and personality is is money straight away, and he would have fantastic feuds. I firstly, I'd, I'd love to see him with Neville. I think just that oh. matchup would be fantastic. But I'd also love to see his interaction with Orange Cassidy. I think that would just be money. The only thing I would say about potentially when it comes to Leo Rush would be the thoughts of him getting one best of Super Juniors in him. Getting yeah. himself yeah. back out there. Um, but it comes Japan to... are great for that as well by bringing in yeah. outsiders for tournaments yeah. like that. Yeah, with what's his name? Not Shane Thorne, the other one. Miller. Uh, oh, they brought him yeah. in last year. And he's done a couple of shows since. Uh, for me, I don't know why, and it just popped in my head when you were saying about Rusev doing a bit of a tour. I'd love the thoughts of Rusev Ishii. Oh, oh, oh yeah. New, Rusev is going to go to New Japan. Yeah, I reckon so. That's, that definitely. definitely suits him better, I think. Rusev Suzuki, please. Yeah. Let me throw one at you. G1 2020. Carl Anderson. <laughs> he is. Zack Ryder. Um, Carl Anderson to go all the way and potentially even win. People go back to the old machine gun. People need. Because he's put the video out. Did you see oh, the video? Yeah. He's confirmed that he's going back to yeah. New Japan. He's already people done that. Need, if, Carl Anderson G1. If people don't know how good Carl Anderson is, people need to go watch him versus Tanahashi from a couple of years ago. One of. It, it's the match. It's one of the first matches I saw fully from New Japan. I've seen clips. Seen promos the whole lot. One of the first full matches I properly got invested in was Anderson Tana. Incredible. Uh, I think I think I saw Jordan post something about it only the last couple of days as well. Um, yeah, and Anderson, it he he is he's fucking incredible in there when he gets a shot. He's someone who never got a proper run. I think he would have benefited from a mid card title run. Definitely. He's he, 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 if he goes back to New Japan and gets a chance, he's in as good, probably better shape now than when he was first there. Uh, he's got that hot Asian wife keeping him in good shape as well. Hot Carl. Uh, hot Carl. Carl Abs, baby. Uh, brother yeah, of Joey. Brother no, of he Joey lost Abs. a few of those Abs yeah. in the last couple it's of like weeks. Carl Ab. Carl Ab. He's been brothering softly. Well, I'm, well, I'm, well, I'm Gordo Keg right now. But uh, <laughs> uh, again, as Jordan said. To be know, fair, Carl Anderson, he's been sent home. And the report is that Carl and, and Gallows have been on 700 grand a year yeah. on their latest yeah. deal. So I don't give a fuck anymore either. Go home. What will I do? I don't know. I just spend all my money. Yeah, I'll I spend all my money on stuff for my couple of kids. I said hot Asian wife. Yeah. Like they they came to WWE for their retirement fund. They've got that, yeah. and yeah. they've got they've got yeah. their release in time where they've got another few years left in them. So they could easily go out now and you know do what they want to do and have the yeah. crack and have the matches that they've always wanted to do without kind of the the burden of oh shit I need to make bank. Because yeah. they've already got that. Once Gallows doesn't end up back Here. in Nigeria fighting the great power of Uvi again. <laughs> <laughs> is he not dead now? Um, is he? I don't know. He definitely went to prison, but I think he died in prison. <laughs> the great power of I'll throw another fun one out there for NWA when they resume everything properly. EC3 and a question mark. <laughs> the question mark and EC3 having some sort of a run with the TV title or something. Oh. Uh, Aaron Stevens and EC3. I'd really enjoy yeah. seeing them doing I, something I in WA. But EC3, EC3 goes, Drake Maverick also go. I reckon they'll go together yeah. wherever they go. AW. But then you have EC3, Drake Maverick, the question mark, Aaron Stevens all in the one thing together. Oh. <laughs> Steve just creamed That's himself. Gold. People haven't been able to see the face Steve That's just gold. make, but I'm assuming it's a cum face. 
If you just just put Tanahashi in there, and we're strokes. Off the races. <laughs> <laughs> Tanah- we're on the Tana strokes. Tana, Tana who met the Japanese Prime Minister or President this week. Yeah. To talk about how professional just wrestling should be the last thing to reopen. And he's right yeah, too. Basically, he vouched for giving funding to the the lower, smaller promotions and stuff during the time to keep them alive. Mm-hmm. Tana yeah. for all of the Hall of Fames. If yeah. WWE ever, the great uh, Vince McMahon. If OTT ever knows Tanahashi for a show, I think Steve might actually cry. I actually might. Or Okada. Oh. I, I thought it would have happened by now. I, that's when they started bringing Night. When Naito came over, I was like, oh, okay. This is their test in the water with the top guys. So you're now. saying there's a Let's chance. <laughs> you're telling me there's a chance. Um, the Canellis is uh, unemployment, I'd Ring imagine. Of Honor. That's probably it for them. Yeah. Fuck them. Ring of Honor slash. Um, I can see them. New Japan's for some stuff too as well yeah, they, they the, were there before there's the whole kingdom thing there's a kingdom thing still yeah. to be done especially with Taven still floating around Ring of Honor as well there's definitely a Taven kingdom thing to happen there but he's shite um, Canellis or Taven what are you going to do both <laughs> I, can't, I can't argue either of them I just wasn't quite sure uh, I just want to make sure we're on the same page here um, yeah no Peraza yeah we'll see uh, AW and I think she walks in as the best woman on the roster. Her and I, Sheeta, half an hour, please. I, when I say what AW should hire women's side, Diana Peraza and Fit Finley. Oh, Fit great fucking show. Fit Finley should definitely. Uh, Jay White already tweeted Finley asking if he wants to join Bullet Club. <laughs> I saw that. Yeah, I think I think uh, Fit a great shout, Fit, Fit Finley. He's so close to retirement. I don't think he's going to rock the boat. I think he's he's a lifer within WWE. And like his his furlough is going to be up on the first of July anyway, so I think he's going straight back in there. As much as I'd love him to go over there, say he up, doesn't. Just in time for oh. Evolution too. I'd love for him to go back to or go to AW and fix up that mess of a division. Genuinely, think he's like you're cut, you're cut, you're cut, you're cut. You're first cut, thing he'd do that title cut. is going on to Shida. First thing anyone with any sense does. I, I rave about hey. her every week. I, I said it and maybe I, redesign the belt I said it going back all the, the way just uh, fucking all shocking <laughs> they should have put it on Sheeta rather than uh, she, she looks a star she acts a star Re-ho. she wrestles Re-ho. a star thank you uh, even her social media and shit she just carries herself she's out there with dealing with fans she just if you were to pick a woman I think at the moment who you want to build a division around if you want to build a women's division from scratch Sheeta's the one genuinely do and I say this to someone who votes for NXT pretty much every week on the Wednesday Night War <laughs> she does who I build my women's division around her and Rhea are the two go-to for me right now it's the longest show we've done in about two years it's maybe three years it's also possibly the second longest wrestling podcast of the week <laughs> yeah the only one I think we need to wrap yeah, it up we're the, we're the longest wrestling show that hasn't been a 10th year anniversary show uh, yeah. <laughs> so uh, no, so just uh, before we do get into our own plugs just a big shout out to the wrestling soup guys I know we plugged it last week but their 10th anniversary incredible achievement um, 10 years of fantastic entertainment we've, we've all been fans of them for such a long time so just wanted to give a shout out to those guys make sure to check them out on wrestlingsoup.com and also subscribe to them on Patreon uh, their, their stuff is gold they're pushing out so much content at the moment it's incredible I'm still I'm, I'm still only I'd remember two thirds of the way through the fourth anniversary show myself so I still have another about seven shows to catch up on after it uh, they're pushing out content at an amazing rate top guys funny guys incredible content so make sure to check them out 
And when you're done checking them out, you can also check out more of ourselves here at the Alleged Wrestling Podcast, so you can catch us on all of your good podcasts. I love how we're second billing on our own <laughs> fucking podcast. Look, they had their 10th anniversary. We're going to be nice. And, you know, Mish does listen it's to us, true. so you know, we've got to be nice. We've got to, we've got to butter them up a little bit. But uh, so you can get us on iTunes. We're on Google Podcasts. We're on Spotify, SoundCloud, everywhere you find your podcasts. We are on the aforementioned Wrestling Soup Network, which is why I was being so nice to them. Yeah, it's just WrestlingSoup.com. If you go on there, you'll find your wrestling podcast your entertainment podcasts, sports podcasts, whatever you find. There's so much content up there. There's probably so much you won't even... You'll, you'll have too much to fit into a week until we're back on the air again. Uh, you can also, a quick shout out to our friends at Canvas Theory. It's www.canvastheory.com. If you go on there and use the promo code AWP for the alleged wrestling podcast, you get 10% off your entire order. Currently, they are only shipping to the US, coming soon to Europe. Obviously, it's all a bit up in the air at the moment because of the current circumstances. But that's www.canvastheory.com with the promo code AWP for 10% off. And it's all because of the virus coming from China. 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 It's from China. Coronavirus. The COVID. But uh, yeah, been a grand week, lads. For us, not for a lot of other people. We've all kind of. It's very depressing. It's the 20 year anniversary of Jericho beating Triple H to win the WWE title. Holy shit. Due to a fast count by Earl Hebner. That was not a fast count. Fuck. Ah, the test run. Yeah, to see what the reaction would be. Why don't th- ah the reign of terror? Someone, someone <laughs> I saw pointed out on Twitter the reason for the WWE taping schedule. Record quarantine for two weeks. Record quarantine for two weeks. Oh, that's what it is. Makes sense. That's actually quite smart. <laughs> Clever girl. These fuckers are away from their family now for three months. Oh, Jesus Christ! That is a good point. Bet Phoenix yeah, must be fucking. For that on Twitter. Bet Phoenix must mm. be hating edges with her right now. <laughs> <laughs> um, B show at the weekend. B show yeah, Sunday. Sure. I think Paddy's busy tomorrow, but I think we have. He, he should be all Sunday. good for Sunday. So Which are we going for? Are we go for the the big complicated sixty four bracket one. What's the sixty four bracket? One? That's the nostalgia. And nostalgia and all that. We have two bloodbaths coming between that and uh, reality TV slash game shows. We have two bloodbaths coming. Wait till we get to The Simpsons. Oh, we need to, we need to decide on our uh, Simpsons categories. I, I already have started my list of top moments. Well, I think it was just episodes, wasn't Are it? We're going episodes or moments because realistically you could break it down and do both because I have a list of moments and they're quite good. <laughs> All I'll say is <laughs> we do that. All I'll say is the one word that has been thrown around our house last week has been cobras. Cobras. <laughs> We've also changed it, so it's now ah, COVID, COVID, <laughs> COVID. <laughs> um, and then there's the one I wanted to try because of the weird video game one we did, which is one of my favorite episodes we've ever done. But maybe do 80s and 90s arcade slash early console games yeah, right. as well. Oh, yeah, we can probably yeah, probably break PS things one and earlier. To do vin- yeah, vintage mm-hmm. gaming, slightly, yeah, vintage gaming, do a newer gaming one. We could do class, uh, uh, comedy TV shows and separate drama TV shows because, let's face it, the comedy's yeah. really one out in our, our other one. So We're comedy fans. We, that was, we, we use, is we yeah. use comedy to switch off from stuff. Yeah. Or as four of us as personalities, we just use comedy where we want to switch off and just enjoy ourselves and relax. One that I'd love to do is movie or TV show characters. 
characters mm. has to be who, Char- uh, who yeah. was, it, was it yourself said it at the weekend Fitz whoever originally proposed characters is onto a winner with that all for that how does Homer Simpson or Cartman not win we leave them out to be fair Cartman because there's great characters best character in South Park Randy Marsh wins that every Randy time. wins Randy wins yeah. South Park for me okay well, well we have something here then there's a fight on Homer, him, Homer versus Randy it. Homer versus Randy is going to be the final unless they're in the same part of the oh lord <laughs> you need to separate them do it like Wimbledon you have to seed this thing okay? I can Homer and Randy them. are at the opposite ends of the bracket <laughs> yeah. yeah I think Homer and, yeah I think we could technically do the same similar enough situation with South Park that we did with Sims that we're going to do with Simpsons and break that down there's a lot of yeah. soap. There's so much soap park content out there that we could. Yeah, the beach. I, I'm thinking maybe the video game one. We leave it until end of October, start of November for and do like a, as in for new video games. We could do best of the generation or something oh, yeah. of Gen Four uh, before Gen yeah. Five. We could do it. So we could do we the could vintage and your PS One and we'll any other like PS One backwards. Let us know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Literally ping Shout us. Them out. Put put them in the chat on Mixer. It's Mixer or Mixler. Sorry, Mixler.com forward slash the Alleged Wrestling Podcast. Send them to us on Twitter. It's Ash Tube Wrestling. Um, yeah, send us on anything you have. Genuinely, it's he's like Marty fucking Wheeland. <laughs> <laughs> I want to make sure we gotta get the branding right, you know. Uh, but yeah, no, seriously, send us on Beautiful. stuff. We're all here stuck at home. I need an excuse to have cans because I don't want to just sit around and have cans like an alcoholic. I'm after getting through four and a half cans <laughs> on the podcast. Nice. It's been a good night. I, I know I'm out of cans now, so I either have to make it to the offie in the next 45 minutes or I won't be drinking until tomorrow. Because I think I think, I think Paddy drank all the house wine, potentially. <laughs> um, but yeah, um, before we go... Now the final Women's Money in the Bank contract ladder match qualifying opportunity. Uh, Tom, Mike, Tom, Tom, Mike, Mouthfuck, Tom, whatever you want to call him. He's a yeah, robot. He's just on the face. I, f- I feel he's just running around with the Facebook bitches. Um, we do have to do one thing before we go, but then two minutes. Smooth Jimmy's luck of the week. What is the category? What will happen on SmackDown or who gets cut? Ooh, Aaliyah. No. They just put a load of money into her face. There you go, she did. <laughs> um, do we see a major star being cut? Like, um, who's the biggest guy they cut? Kurt Angle, but he wasn't wrestling. Anymore. Rusev is the biggest. Do we see a, a f- yeah, not a former world champion. But do we see any former world champions? Ginger. Do you see Jinder or a Ziggler no, or somebody Ziggler. like that? It's not going to be Jinder because he lives just a stone's throw away from the beautiful kingdom of Jeddah. Just a stone's <laughs> throw. There was a rumor yesterday that a former world champion and an NXT female talent, top talent, was being released. They didn't say names, but everyone kind of jumped to the gun and said Ziggler or Jinder for the former champion. I can't remember the, I can't remember the names that were branded for the female talent. Though. Someone said Eel, which doesn't make sense because she's facing yeah. Charlotte right now. It makes sense because she wants to go yeah. home. Same with Kyrie. Mm-hmm. Same with Kyrie. Rhea Ripley's become a bit of uh, this whole issue with her visa. Uh, that hap- sure that no, the visa up, thing but... happens though. The visa thing happened with two once or twice yeah. in this first run that happened with, uh, And if this government doesn't get but everything doesn't get back to normal people because visas will come yeah. up and they're not getting renewed right now. It's okay mm-hmm. though, Vince. Uh, Vince will just have to take Super down that uh, money in the bank briefcase. Essential. 
Contract. So essentially, whoever wins it will literally just get the contract because Vince needs to uh, repaint that briefcase <laughs> for uh, other company just, purposes. Most people have a piggy bank. He has a super pack. You know, that's all it is. Well, he did used to have a super pack and then he left and go to AEW. Hey. Hey. Um, any big locks? That's a big lock, all right. Any big locks? Um, to, to me, it's a squash Sasha. That's about it. Squash Sasha. Ooh, that's a big luck, all right. It seems the obvious one now, unless yeah. they really want to kind of pay back to Snooker family for that Dark Side of the Ring documentary. They already paid enough you with the briefcase. TV. <laughs> Allegedly. Uh, 25 grand to the family. Money in the bank contract opportunity ladder match or whatever the hell I played. It would be the times. best in the world um, or whatever. We've been on for two hours and 50 minutes. Yeah, we're definitely not B-showing tomorrow, so... Um, um, yeah, it'd have to be pretty late. Nah, um, nah save that. Yeah. Leave it till Sunday. Sunday in the Leave bank. Sunday. Right, I'm going to go now. The planet needs me. I can't do this anymore. <laughs> planet needs me. Boys, say goodnight, all. Oh.